I started having like a full uh, tussle with HR. Do you know like where they create their health and safety signs that they put up? And I started just basically. Wait, so how, where, 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 where is this? Like just on a computer somewhere? It's on a computer like on one of their directories and I was just fiddling around yeah. and I realized, aha, this is where all the official signs are. Like careful, trip hazard. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we fucking go. And I started making signs and people didn't know where the signs were coming and I was laminating them and just fucking putting signs everywhere. Wash like your hands. What? Like what? Like stuff. Did did uh, did you leave a mark on the bowl again with a uh, police officer like pointing <laughs> on all the toilet doors for skid marks? Wash your hands. Walk. Walk quietly in this area. And do you know what I mean? Like shh, shh. You said enough. <laughs> Welcome to your life, there's no turning back, even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior, turn your back on mother nature, everybody wants to rule the world. I'm in the worst mood. <laughs> Why? I didn't want to do this pod. Dude, I just like, I'm fuming because the other pod I'm making is just going nowhere. And I'm like, this one seems way better. And I'm, it's fucking pissing me off. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm getting feedback and people are like, oh, this one's good. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> fucking listen to the other one. Yeah, it's almost like there's like a professional like editing it and someone reining you in on this one. You're not left to your own devices. Well, dude, you know what I love, which uh, which bodes so well for it. You haven't even listened to it. No one's listened to it. Brendan listened to about thirty minutes of it and said he couldn't stand it. That's it. He, he's meant to be fucking helping me, and he was like, "Look, it's not great." That's his is feedback. Your, it's just fucking. Is what is manager? this shit? Your manager well, saying it's no, maybe bad. not manager. He doesn't like you to say that. He just dips his hand into my pocket. That's what a manager is. So, it, <laughs> how is that not a manager? A manager is someone that uh, you, you're meant oh, to get $10 change and you only end up with eight because they, for some reason, are involved in the transaction. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, but where's my fucking money? I, a manager does And they're do like, work. well, look, you can't be trusted with your coins. So, you know, you would have had $10. You probably dropped two. I've taken four of it just to make it more <laughs> sensible. I'm like, I'm like, this is a guaranteed <laughs> loss now. I might have probably blown it on booze and shit, but at least I would have spent it. Now I'm just like, fuck, I've got enough people eating away at my money. You've got tax offers, fucking child support. I'm like, how many fingers are in the pie? Get your fucking hands out of my pocket, people. Dude. That must be the most infuriating thing for you is watching that child support money go out when you could have been putting it on like risky spec stocks. Oh, dude, you know what kills me? It's, it's all gone into lip fillers and all sorts of shit. And I'm like, fuck's sake. That's my life work on that. Like it's all been, it's all, it all exists, but in like a superficial form. I'm like, fucking hell. I could have leveraged that shit. I could have had like, I wouldn't have had needed the margin in my positions. How have you been going anyway, ma'am? <laughs> you think you could take your wife down to the casino and just put her on the table? <laughs> yeah, man. I fucking, I'll go like, look, there's a, there's at least 30 in. grand. There's 30 grand in there. If you extract it, <laughs> hey, I don't know where it is. Fuck, dude. 
I don't think uh, I don't think plastic I don't think plastic surgery's done well, man. Like I, I know they say it on the Rogan, like there's symmetry in you know, there's that Da Vinci or there's a there's a code. And um I think it's That's a book, man. Da- that's the Da Vinci code, the book. What are you what are it's you the talking da Vinci. about? No, 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 it's the, yeah, 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 that's fucking probably a good point. <laughs> the Fibonacci code, which is like oh, you yeah, know how yeah, everything yeah, yeah. everything's got a mass number in it? And it's like the, your fucking dickhead Hollywood surgeon does not understand the Fibonacci code. The Fibonacci sequence. The, yeah, the fi- Fibonacci sequence. They just put in mm. like a, a rip-off sequence and I think you can always sense it. Even if it looks all good, you don't trust that person. You're like, they look off. They look fucking dangerous. I don't think I've ever looked at someone with any sort of plastic surgery and been like, yeah, great. You know, would you know? Uh, but you know, what you, know you know what? Maybe I haven't noticed. Maybe like to their to their credit, there are people out there, and I haven't, I haven't noticed. But like, I don't think I've ever touched a fake booby. You know, and this is the Gold Coast. Like they they should be everywhere, but I've never encountered one. And I've had sex. There's a great <laughs> plastic surgeon there that's nailing it for you guys because I think pretty much they're all fake. Hey, surely. But I am. Um, Dude, I can spot it a mile off and they go, like, they're trying to be quiet. No, no, I've just been on holiday, had a spray tan. I'm like, you've been butchered. You've spent 48 grand. Like, are you joking? Your nose is no longer aligned. What is that move? Like, you go to a country where you don't trust the water, the tap water or the street food, but you're letting someone fiddle around inside your tits. I love it. I love it. (laughs) You've had diarrhea for three days just from drinking, like, bottled water. And then you go like, slice me open, hey, and have a crack. me up. Let's <laughs> do it. Get your hands in. <laughs> and there's, I love it. There's no medical insurance. So it's basically, they can put the work experience boy on. What are you going to fucking do? What are you going to do? It was like, do you remember they had a kid in India and one came out uh, disabled and they just didn't take it. And it's like fucking, do you know what I mean? What? Like, didn't what do you, you hear mean? the story? No. Well, oh, this, this was a shocking story. Like a couple went to India Australian? They had, yeah, Australian. They had twins. One was Down syndrome and the other was not. And they left the Down syndrome one there and said, you know what? This isn't what we ordered. <laughs> Wait, who, hold on. Who, who's, the, who's kids? So like they, went, they, went to in, you know, they went to India and you inseminate like one of the local girls. Not like, I, uh, you know what I mean? Like they just throw it up there. I don't think you actually sleep with them. And then... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they went there to like express purpose to get their like to get, get babies their and someone to yeah. get babies, and then because it was all for show, right? One was perfect, and the other was disabled, I think, and they they just left it there and said, you know what, we'll have another crack at it in a few years. So there's just this white <laughs> baby. <laughs> and, but I think the real move should be the the Indian lady. Like as soon as I got pregnant, I would just disappear and then hold it hostage and go like, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, give me, give me $400,000 or they stay here. <laughs> Man, like, I don't know. Where the fuck are you? And they, like, she ran off into a village with your child. And then you're, you've got all, like, fucking, um, uh, you've got all prams and you've got the, the, the crèche set up. And you're like, okay, fine. Here's 400 grand, you absolute fuck. Give me my baby because it Man, looks like you. you. If you're leaving one of the kids there because it's 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 come out and it's, there's some kind of deformity, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're chasing after the lady for the for the other one. You know what I mean? You, like, dude, you don't dude. have any prior attachment to the kid. You need you need to have 
It needs to already be your kid. Like you can't show up there and then <laughs> like if you go to a bakery and you're like, you're like, oh, can I get a cake? And they bring out a cake <laughs> and they let you look at it quickly and then they run off with it. You're not chasing after them for the cake. You're like, I'll go to another bakery, I suppose. Yeah, you're right. But I suppose it depends on how big your ego is because a lot of people value their genetics. They think it's worthwhile, but it isn't, right? Their family tree family tree stinks, but they're like, oh, that's our lifeline and our blood. And I'm like, it's been squandered for thousands of years, man. Like no one does shit in your family tree. Spray it out there. Who cares? But yeah, so they do that tourism thing, man, like with the, the plastic surgery. The thing I also notice is the problem is everyone's idea of perfection. So like when you get your teeth done, you get them like uh, porcelain, like fake. Mm. Like I got, I got a few of mine changed and I sort of asked for ones that look semi-stained with coffee because I'm like, well, that's more realistic. <laughs> like a homeless mouth. And I'm like, well, his teeth are straight, but he looks like he's just eating a meat pie. And I'm like, well, fucking it's believable. Everyone thinks my teeth are real. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking a lot better than looking like Greg Norman. Where he smiles and you're like, is that a fucking cartoon that's come to life? What a ridiculous man. Have you seen those pictures where yeah. they take uh, like the person's face and then they, they take like the left side and then just flip it horizontally so it's perfectly symmetrical? And it, it's, it's not nice. It's very unnerving. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Perfect symmetry is, is not a good don't, look. It's not attractive. You know, what they, you know what the problem is? They don't understand intuition. Like you can read a face and when it's perfectly symmetrical or there's a weird smug s- snarl on their face because they've had the skin peeled back or stretched – you just feel unsettled around them. You're like, I don't mm. fucking trust this person. Even with your wife, you'd be like, I think she's stealing from me after plastic <laughs> surgery. She's always got this fucking smug smile on her face. I'm like, did you have a good meal? I'm like, don't you fucking smug smile at me, you fucking patronising bitch. Act normal. Act normal. We're having a fight now and you're fucking smiling. It's disgusting. Do you know? I'm talking about the kids. They're struggling in private school. Can you stop fucking smirking all the time, Susan? <laughs> I can't even get through, uh, like, makeup, just normal amounts of makeup. It's all, it's all I see. And anytime someone's like, isn't she, is, like, she's a looker. And I'm like, just all I see is the makeup. Like, I don't know. Dude, 100%. And it's always, uh, the more it's caked on, the more you don't trust it, hey. And then when it's oh, still yeah. rippled, like, some people try to smooth it off, like, where you've got acne. And, and it's like, fuck, dude, you can't create, like, one centimetre of makeup to bury a pimple. Oh man, like foundation over like a like a moon crater face. Isn't Dude, it looks like worst? a golf ball. It looks, <laughs> it looks like, like a brown <laughs> golf ball. Man, it just looks like you've gotten a bunch of flour and then just throwing it at the person and being like, ta-da, we've covered up all your money. Dude, have you had that have you had that girl like if you hook up with them and they 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 either they don't want to look up look at you or they race to the bathroom to you know what I mean because the day after they're like no don't look at me because it's all washed off you see your pillows brown you're like what the yeah. fuck's going on here the sheets degraded yeah. and then they're like look look I just gotta I just gotta go in the bathroom and then you just hear like a fucking air blower working <laughs> and it comes out and I'm like just be real dude everyone looks like garbage and I, I the other thing is I think the plastic surgery like once you're invested in that you've got to keep updating it because your face yeah. You know, your skin's thin. And as you get older, you become more and more like a skeletor. Don't you it's think? It's just like, like I, iPhones, mate. You've got to keep buying the new one, you know? You, got, you, get, you get both teddies done and then 10 years later, they're like, oh, this update. Man, your old ones, they look, they look shocking now. You're going to have to get these Dude, new ones you, put in. 
I agree. And why you upgrade a computer that's got, uh, it's an old computer. Like they're better off to just peel off some sort of third world face and start a game. Do you know what I mean? They're stretching and molding and manipulating. I'm like, just lift and shift the whole fucking thing. Hey, do you know what I mean? <laughs> then trying to move the nose and move the mouth. I'm like, like you would do when you do a bad drawing, just fucking wipe it off and head out to the third world. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. just uh, stitch on something different. A whole yeah. new start. Do you know what I mean? Look totally different. Well, Fuck how far man, away we- are we from a complete overhaul like that? I mean, you got to think at some point we are going to have like bionic limbs and it's not going to be prosthetics. It's going to be an upgrade. And then yeah. you'd think too that at that point you're just peeling off faces and starting again, or putting or putting your head onto someone else's body. Someone, you know, there'll be people out there whose their whole life is just building up nice bodies and then selling them and getting chucked their head chucked onto some fat cunt <laughs> and then they start again and sell the body like you're flipping a house <laughs> oh dude that's so good it's like um the block it's like the block oh, yeah. for humans like you go yeah, in and yeah. go like and they'll go like james and eric are amazing at doing it doing it all over <laughs> and then watch them start they put the head in and they slowly work away at it yeah there'll be six contestants and they take over the bodies for a whole family like some some shit family with terrible genetics who's never taken care of themselves <laughs> and it's gonna be who can, who can come out the end with the best one sell it for the most money oh mate but do you think like if you're a couple that's going out there and then like is that superficial that you're, paying, you, you're better off to just go straight to a foster home or, do you know, get, get, just get a step kit that you can already test. Do you know what I mean? Like you obviously got a certain requirement and just there's orphanage is there. Rock up with some fucking stuff toys and pick the best one. You can race them, have a 50 meter race and then do some basic block tests and go like, there's our, there's our girl. Do you know that oh, one? Man. The one on top of the pack. Do you, like it is it's really difficult to adopt a kid isn't it you can't just wander in like it, it takes a long time can you imagine going into a situation like that and being like hey i've got an obstacle course set up like i'm and they're like we don't we don't do that <laughs> you're already like dragging the kids out making them fight each other dude you know what i love so much <laughs> with, is that with one of those big like the uh, the big rubber like cotton earbud novelty sized cotton earbud thing dude that's <laughs> what you need and you're waving off the bridge <laughs> And you're waving a private school uniform in front of them and they fight for it, you know? And, and you're like, here it is. Who wants to go to Scott's College? <laughs> it's all paid for, you know, a life. And I've said, you five, the winner takes all. But do you know what I like as well? Like they've got such high standards for fostering and stepkid, but most parents wouldn't pass the, their same test. It's sort of like the Australian citizenship thing. You've got to know this and what's the anthem. Mm. And I'm like... No one can pass this. No one I know knows. No one knows any of this. I don't even think a lot of people know the capital's Canberra. Even if, is it? It's Brisbane, really, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, ironically, you're making the immigrants more Australian than the Australians who were born here. Dude, how do you think this this one might be a flat episode? Because I'm in a foul mood and I, I tried for a few hours even just to tweet and I was like, I don't fucking care anymore. I'm so, I'm so, I think my mental health is tanked from that, the days of stewing about this fucking stock. And then, do you know, I just feel like I'm in a hole now and it's like, well, there's I, no look, way out. We can't, we can't dedicate an another entire episode to our good friends over at Mezo. Do you think Mezo Blast has ever had this kind of coverage? No, no, because you know what? Let's let's get the fuck off that stock because uh, listeners are already tuning out after that. The slur (laughs) and then talking about cosmetic surgery. 
and there's been some real <laughs> nasty edges because I'm in an angry mood and I want to hurt people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's yep. no humour in me at the moment. But yeah, man, do you know what the biggest problem with the, have we spoken about the algorithms that are in the stock market? We haven't covered that. Yeah, have yeah. We? So the the volume trading. Yeah, the volume that they can effectively move it against the demand and supply. Well, so you can explain you can, it. You explain it because I, what I noticed is listening back to uh, one of our episodes the other day is that one of us would say something and the other one would go yeah 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 and then not explain it for people who are listening. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Well, look, they, they've basically installed supercomputers. So say you were, you logged on and you're playing chess against the computer and you can never win. The ASX and SEC have allowed viruses onto platforms now so there's effectively <laughs> a, uh, an evil fucking virus that operates and what what it can r- largely do it does high volume uh, high frequency trading so it uh, under the corporation's law you, you you have to have markable sizes and you cannot trade with the intent of manipulating the price but that's all out the window because asx get transactional uh, volumes go up and they're making more money so basically what happens is this thing tries to jump in front of you. So if you come to buy, it will immediately put in an order because it's actually on the platform and it can pick up your order before it hits the platform. So it'll put an order in front. So you try buy 10,000 units, surprise, surprise. Mm. Some fuckhead beat me by one millisecond, which is a supercomputer. <laughs> so then I have to pay a little arbitrage more and then they sell it yeah. back to the next person. Do you know, so it's basically like what you used to, you see those scams in a company where they trim the rounding difference. So what they would do is, uh, you know, say you get paid uh, $9.89, that one cent goes missing. This is the plot of Office Space, right? This is yeah, yeah. To, to really dumb it down. In Office Space, they create that virus where they round off uh, all these yeah. transactions and it gets dumped into an account and they don't realise that it's at, like it ends up being so much money it, it's so too much quickly. Money. It's too much money because within <laughs> hours, and then they have the fire that saves it all, but within hours they basically drained the whole company. This is exactly what happened with these guys. And I think the yeah. first stock, the first stock they put it in was a blue chip. I'd have to look it up because I've listened back to a few of the episodes and I've been referring to incorrect stocks, like the one I made that's that 1.4 on. That's obfuscation. Obfuscation. No one knows where you worked, what you did, who did what. <laughs> well, it was King's Rose Copper, the one that went up. So <laughs> I've just fucked it. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> or was it? <laughs> no one knows. Wolfie doesn't even know. Dude, dude, but there was, uh, there was an article in it because when they first released this uh, supercomputer, the algorithm into the system, they fucked up the settings and it took a right. blue chip stock and tanked it by 90% in under five minutes. It just fucking wiped it out. And they were like, oh shit, we need a little bit of fine tuning into our fruit. Like trading against itself or what was it, what was it doing that went wrong? What, what, it's like um, the same way like an elephant could get taken down by ants, just a thousand bites. So you get sentiment to buy and they can mm. effectively put this fucking combine harvester across the sentiment by like every second they do a trade selling just a split second uh, uh, an inch lower and the way you can prove that it's happening is before these fuckheads were in the system you had like the volume weighted average price so say you went to a market right and grapes Mm. you're buying grapes for like a dollar each and you've sold a thousand right then that's sort of the price of grapes but these Mm. cunts can then sell one grape for 30 cents and then the whole barrel suddenly worth 30. Do you know what I mean? Like generally what happens right. with supply and demand is, do you know, if you put 200, so for example, on a stock, if you put $200 million unit, uh, 
through the thing, it will, it will elevate like 11, 15%, depending on how much that is of the market cap. But then what they'll do is the next day tank it with 5 million, which is impossible. Like you can't do that. It's like Marco Polo. Do you know how normally you have to swim through the water to get to each mm. side, but some little cunt does fishy out of water and just runs to the other? That's effectively what they do. <laughs> Marco Polo's fishy out of water and they just don't admit it. And they're like, how the fuck did you get it to the shallow end? It's not possible. You have to put through, if it goes up 200 million volume, you cannot fucking tank it 20% with 2 million volume. Like it's impossible. <laughs> they're fucking basically doing magic tricks. Do you know, it's like you're on the sidewalk and some cunt just keeps pulling rabbits out of a hat. And I'm like, where the fuck are these coming from? How are they allowed to, how are they allowed to do it, A? But then also B, like how, how does it not... How does it not fuck them? Because if they've got this, if they've got this running all the time, like are they, are they not? They're not paying brokerage fees to get around. They don't. They don't pay. So, so this is the great thing. Corporations law, marketable securities is required. They can do trades of one unit, so it's under a cent. It's impossible. Two, you you cannot churn, which means you cannot buy and sell to yourself. They do that the whole fucking time. Three, mm. you cannot buy and sell with the intent of moving the price. They do that every fourth day. And this is what's happened on Mesoblast for me, right? When I was at 440, mm -hmm. the reason I tanked to 200 was games where they would rise it to $4 on big volume and then tank it with small volume to 320. And because I'm in a margin, I was forced to close out my position and they would pick up all that stock at 320 and then rise it back up and then drop it and rise. And they did it seven yeah. times. And the thing is, you can see it happening. This is the worst part. You suddenly yeah. see the market depth with the transactions, normal trades, right? 10 grand, yeah. five grand. Then you just see, oh, the locusts are here. Fucking, I guess we're fucked. And you just see one cent, one cent, one cent, one cent, one cent, one cent. And you're like, oh, we're down 18%. And someone spent $300. Fuck, this is great. And then you're like, <laughs> then you've got <laughs> bank going, your margin's in call. I'm like, it's weird because it's, and, and the, the reason they get away with it is because ASX is a fucking listed business. So say when they just got Joes like me, Joe Schmoes doing one or two trades, they make transactional percentage on every trade, right? So they do get effectively a brokerage because the only person that's getting paid is the institution that's running the algorithm and the ASX, whose volumes have gone through the fucking roof. Tra transactional volumes have just blown up. And people like Elon Musk are aware of this, right? Because they, um, did you see like he, he, he smoked the shorters, the, the people that were playing these shorts games and whatnot, and he handed the SEC short shorts. Because, Te I mean, Tes man, Tesla's gone up in what, the past uh, uh, day, it's gone up another $123. But, but he's, he's, he, he, he's worked out the way to play them because he drops random news and then he also mm. tanks it occasionally. He'll go like, oh, the stock's overpriced. And this thwarts these fucks because they rely on the, uh, the timeline. So like if you've got a company and they go, oh, they're going to report in September, they go, well, there won't be any news there. But someone like Elon will go on the Joe Rogan podcast and go, the stock's worthless. And basically yeah. they, th this algorithm might be fully drawn going, fuck, we fucking, what the fuck's he done to us? We've tanked 10%. <laughs> so he, comes, he keeps jarring them off the rope. Like he, do you know what I mean? It's like you're on a boat and there's a rope hanging in and little fuckheads are hanging on it. And Elon grabs it and fucking whipshaws it and flicks these pricks off. And then they get burnt the whole time. So once you've done that a few times to these guys, they're scared of touching a stock. But anyway, that's yep. the long and the short of it, dude. The game's fixed. Or maybe this is all made up in my mind and I'm just an awful trader. <laughs> 
Well, who's who's running the who's running the algorithms? Like, who are the people behind that? Just big big institutions, you know, like a Goldman Sachs, a JP Morgan. They've just installed right. them, and then obviously they can benefit. You think, well, how would they benefit? Because stocks should always rise, but now they've got shorting there, right? So falling yeah. can make them as much money. So they can if they if they increase volatility, they make money. That that that's basically for them. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. volatility. So like back. Five, six years ago, you, you would get in Rio Tinto. There's no way in a fucking blue fit unless there's news it can swing more than 3% in a day. Now they're all jacked out to about 8 It's normal. You're like, oh, NAB's down 12%. I guess let's wipe fucking 18. Oh, we've wiped 3 billion off for no reason just because it's a rainy day outside. Oh, that makes sense. Fucking yeah. It's, it, it's, all, it's all adding up. I reckon it'll be as big as the banking scandal. Like in my head... In three years, there's just people raided in handcuffs and just go like, we made, it's like printing money. It's sort of um, almost like a monopoly. It's just a, a fix. <laughs> and there'll just be people handcuffed <laughs> everywhere and going like, what did you think was going to happen? You're fucking committing straight fraud. But man, that never that didn't happen with the GFC. It's never happened. It will never happen. Like it, they'll, <laughs> well, man, we've talked we talked about it in the first couple of, ep- of episodes. The people that go down are always your mate, not the guy at the oh, top. Yeah. It's some fucking patsy, man. They've got so much money now from this scam, mate, probably a trillion dollars hidden away. So they can basically mm. erase you and probably your whole f- past. They can go back nine <laughs> generations. You don't even exist. It's like back to the future. You look and you're like, your family was never born. You're like, what the fuck? We're not even on Ancestry.com. <laughs> a thousand years ago, my, my great-great-grandfather doesn't even exist in any record. We've just expunged <laughs> your entire lineage and you just fucking wiped out and there's no crime. It's like, they was never born. Joe, Joe Smith was never alive. There was no <laughs> steel shop worker ever. In That's why I'm insisting. I've sent you a, uh, I've sent you a, one of those Google Nest cameras. I need you yeah. to put it up in your house so that I can see when Andrew Forrester comes around to take you away in the black van. Oh, mate, it's not going to be Andrew Forrester. It's going to be mental health professionals. <laughs> but you know what they think, back mate? on the hand phone. <laughs> Dude, I love these scams, though, because like, they exist. Because we should talk about um, the big four. Like, that, that was a thing that we mm. didn't get into. Because yeah. we, we, we were talking about them being effectively a pyramid scheme, which they are, right? No one realises this. They're the equivalent to Scientology or Amway. Like, because I went in there and you quickly realised that most of the profit margin lies in the employees. By underplaying them, you, you, I was getting paid like less than I was at Boxfield, right? When I worked out my hourly rate. And then what you would do is you don't, you're not allowed to charge the client all of that. So, you know what I mean? I'm doing 90 hour weeks, 40 of it hits the ledger. They pay me, they pay me fucking probably the equivalent to 12 bucks an hour and charge the mm. client 40 do you know, oh, 400 or 200 or depends. But then when you actually worked it out, because you're an accountant, you worked out, okay, so we made 15% on this job. I'm like, that's all from the employees. Fucking their company's not paying. They're paying cost. Their partners, it's just the fucking employees that are on 46 grand a year and net 400,000 and, 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 and are forced to hide their data because it's like, well, mate, you should, this is a 40 hour job. I don't know why you're taking 80. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking Elon Musk, dude. Like I actually am working as hard as I physically can. But that was the, the sort of setup, man. It's, um, 
It's ba- it's a basically the whole money lies in uh, in in the employees. Well, I've heard that the uh, whole reason you go for one of those big four jobs because it's what is EY, Deloitte, KPMG, and PwC, right? Yeah. And the the only reason you go there is that you do like you go there and you sink in like you do your two years or your four years or whatever, and then you get out and you can go do something that actually makes money. Effectively, that's what happened, and they treat you so bad. It's a cult. So you're trapped in there. You have no social life. So you have no point of reference to realize that you're, you know, like if you went to a commune, like you, you don't realize why is the, the, the head guy sleeping with all our wives? Like you just go, oh, that must be normal. Because <laughs> yeah. Why is the guy in the fucking sheet sleep with everyone and just fucking fuck everyone in here? And then, you know, and because you have- did happen at- Right? Your boss was sleeping with everyone's wife. Dude, he was sleeping with everyone and he was the only guy who didn't wear a suit. You'd come out. <laughs> I remember coming out into the car park and he was sitting in fucking jeans on a Porsche, like waiting for one of the, the young grads to come in. And it's like, oh, I guess I guess Harvey Weinstein wasn't a one-off. <laughs> a buddy of mine worked at this place where they made accounting software. Man, the guy, the boss is just running wild, dude. Like secretary's gotten a boob job from him. And uh, then one night they were out. <laughs> and the the bosses uh the bosses like mate come on come with me and he my buddy's like no i don't what what are what are you talking about he's like mate i got us a couple of five grand prostitutes oh <laughs> my so god my, my friend's like my friend's like texting his girlfriend like man like you won't believe this and she's like you you have to do it it's a i need to know what a five thousand dollar prostitute does but he couldn't he couldn't bring himself to <laughs> dude you can't you can't do it do you know what funny is like they they are like that because there was a partner there and i was out at a, a bar drunk and just being belligerent like i am and uh the the girl that i was talking to an older lady like fucking i was being rude or whatever i didn't know what i was saying but she was like I'm fucking, I'm sleeping with uh, whatever, this guy. And I was like, there's no way. I said, there's ever a smart guy like that sleeping with a bimbo like this. I thought it was blocked. He's married. Monday morning, I'm pulled into the meeting room. It's true. She, he goes, we heard, we heard what happened down at the hotel. And it goes, you need to fucking realise you representing us. But what he, he didn't admit, he's fucking cheating on his wife. Do you know what I mean? And there was just a bimbo down at a bar that was wait, basically... What, wait, what did, you, what did you done wrong? Why are you getting pulled into the room for hearing this? News? No, because she told me, she warned me. She goes, I'm sleeping with the head of... And oh, I was like, so you whatever. were mouthing off and she was like, And I'm like, hey. whatever. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> Sleeping with a bimbo like you. Moving on, love. And then on Monday, he was. He fucking was. He was cheating. And he had the gall to pull me into the meeting room and go like, pull your head in, mate. I'm like, you fucking pull your head in. What about little fucking your gingerhead shit kid that I see sitting at your desk? You give a fuck about that? The hide on you, man. But man, because it was a, it's quite a big drinking culture in there, dude, because you effectively, you only hang out with those people and you will, you know, you do 90 hour weeks, you barely slept and then they basically have an open bar every Friday and it's just, yeah. you can't sit, you invite friends in and it's just debauched, dude, people throwing up. I think it must have changed now, hey, they eventually had to go like... Uh, down to mid-strength or stop it altogether because there were fist fights, <laughs> sexual harassment, partners with their dicks out, people crawling. I had to I had to get one guy home, like my manager. I had to lie and say that he was um, a diabetic because he was he was doing the Hitler the the arm and yelling and throwing <laughs> up. And I'm like, he's a diabetic. You got to get him home. And he fucking the, the taxi driver took him and he was just lying in the car. 
And he went home and apparently like the alarm was uh, still in the morning, you know, at 11, the alarm was still going and he was just lying on a lounge suite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and this is the guy I meant to respect. But the thing is it makes sense because you get broken. Because they don't give you any air. You just see people and they're, they're all laughing. <laughs> free dress tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, it's Sunday. Of course it's fucking free dress. And you see them aging in front of your eyes. You're like, dude, there's a graduate with gray hair. Like, what's going on? He looks like, it's, it's, it's like the presidency. You know how they have those photos of the US president? And within about six yeah. months, they look, they look like 900. Defeated. Like, it's a fucking zombie, man. Defeated. How, at what point is it worth it to work in one of those big four accounting firms? Because I assume, like, you know, you, like you, they work you to the bone, but at some point it must turn around and they just have no employees there anyway. Dude, uh, the, the way it pays is if you're a golden boy or girl. Because in any pyramid scheme, obviously if you're high mm. up, you win. So As soon as you're double on, platinum diamond laser, that's when yeah, you're making yeah, the yeah. money. <laughs> Basically, once you're high enough, so if you know that you can make it to the top, but then your wealth comes at the peril of everyone beneath you. You know and what I mean? Gotta, sort of, yeah, you've got to sell your soul and you've got to destroy those around you. You destroy everyone beneath you. You've got to fire large chunks of people. And it's basically like hazing. It's sort of like you eventually end up a prefect and rather than like stop it and go, let's not put hot, hot irons on that kid's dick. You're like, fucking give me the iron. I'm going to fuck him up. I, I went through it. We all go through it. Fuck off. Do you know? And you, th- th- that's effectively what happens. You all become evil that's so cool that like the big four have used the stanford prison experiment to like just create the perfect business model to make money <laughs> Dude, I love it. Of, of people's humanity it's exactly like that occult like you arrive and then you're flown over east and you're showing videos of yachts and people sailing and laughing and that's the first and only time you ever see anyone happy the rest of the time <laughs> it's just like pull your shit in and it's so competitive like if you don't if you basically they don't book you on jobs people have to want to book you on jobs like we spoke last week so i ended up just not booked on anything you know, I'm just sitting there and I loved it because they were trying to break me to end up quitting. But I would end up, I was doing a lot of things because I re- really resented HR, man, because they treated everyone so badly. But then they would always have like, like I said last week, like the fish program, the fish, which yeah. was like, you know, from the San Francisco markets. And it's like these happy people, they're selling fish at the market and they're doing so well. And I was like, well, where, where is it? Where is it for us? And I, I started having like a full uh, tussle with HR and because I wasn't going anywhere I was bored I started uh, the, the first thing I did was um, do you know what I mean just goading people like, like changing my screensaver and stuff but then it escalated and I managed to get into HR's um, do you know like where they create their health and safety signs that they put up and I started just basically wait so how, where, 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 where is this like it was just on a computer somewhere it's on a computer like on one of their directories and I was just fiddling around yeah. and I realised aha this is where all the official signs are like, careful, trip hazard. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we fucking go. And I started making signs and putting them everywhere to make it like 1954, like animal farm. Do you know that it's just a full <laughs> Gestapo thing? And people didn't know where the signs were coming. And I was laminating them and just fucking putting signs everywhere. Wash like your hands. What? Like what? Like stuff. Did... did uh, did you leave a mark on the bowl again with a uh, police officer like pointing <laughs> on all the toilet doors for skid marks? Wash your hands. Walk, walk quietly in this area. And do you know what I mean? Like, shh, shh, you've said enough. And 
hey, remember, mem, mem, remember sexual has- harassment's taken seriously. And you know, so it just looked like, where the fuck are we? Everywhere you looked, there were laminated signs and I'd pin them up. And the best thing was everyone, no one knew. So partners are like, it's getting ridiculous. Hey, they're people like, are just blindly following they're, they're like, all these signs. They're like, there's fucking signs in there about skid marks, washing your hands after you've been on the toilet. I'm like, careful, slip hazard, and hey, check your shoes for loo roll. And they were like, these people, these HR people are fucking out of hand. <laughs> they're out of hand. We got fucking. Bullshit signs everywhere. But the best moment, the worst thing was when I think I revealed it was because I had that fish policy. What's the fish policy? I, I, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, know. You know, you know, it's that standard package where you pretend that a job doesn't suck and that you're a family. But you know what I mean? It's that ethos. Like, of, like, uh, like yeah, the ethos thing. But what is what is the fish bit? Like, how does the I, fish... Well, work? it tied into San Francisco markets. You have to look it up because I don't remember. But it was some methodology of celebrate your wins and support and fresh day or I, I don't know what the metaphor was how it linked to fucking fish but I think there was a San Francisco <laughs> fish, fish market that had done really well selling fucking tunas and then people were trying to model that happy-go-lucky do you know that fake culture where you've got a right. fucking beanbag and foosball table and thing and you just pay me pay me some fucking money man like you're not my friends but um well man that's the thing with like like those huge t- companies like google like all those places where they're trying to just attract the absolute best of the best and it's so hyper competitive and in all of these places are like they see they see it all these businesses see that and they're like oh we we can do that we can implement these strategies and they do they buy the bean bags they get the ping pong table yeah 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 like you, you can't use them like they're like fuck get back to work what are you doing get back to work cunt and you're like i was using the ping pong table. it's like no not here man this is not google Get back to fucking work. This is our display ping pong table. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, 100%. It's like a a display house. The breakout room, if you ever caught in there, you're as good as sacked. So all it was was tantalizing, (laughs) waving what you could have done. Ooh, an Xbox. Wouldn't that be fucking nice if I ever could play one? Plastic fruit. <laughs> it's just plastic fruit in the bowl. <laughs> Dude, you walk in there and you realise it's just IKEA prop stuff. You're like, this isn't in real. It's not a proper Xbox. It's cardboard. <laughs> Do you know because no one's ever even gone in there. The beanbag's just f- filled with fucking ashtray sand. Do you know what I mean? It's just fucking crap. <laughs> Can you imagine Mate, you go? You finally do go over on your lunch break, and you go to like you're like, oh man, I've always you you you, you go to turn the Xbox on, and it just falls back like a like a little <laughs> piece of cardboard, and you you bend down and you you look through, and there's just a man like looking back Dude. at you on the other side with a clipboard, <laughs> Mate. and then you're dragged off. <laughs> He's figured it out. Take him away. He's been caught. Yeah, that's so good. They had that a lot in London, man, where they would, um, these shared services centres where they basically tried to put you in a village. The only thing they didn't have was a place to birth children. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Well, it was like the shell centre. So it was like the food courts, they had a gym in there, they had dental uh, doctor. So you could never lie. Like you could never say I'm going to the dentist. They're like, we've got a dentist. 
You can use the dentist. We, I, I'm going, I was late from daycare. We have the daycare. Do you know, it's almost yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, one yeah. step away from basically you live in Shell. Like, oh, like how Chernobyl had the whole, like, yeah. <laughs> like the city set up around it. And it's just. Dude, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, only, the only place you were allowed to leave is if you were going to birth a child. And then even then it was probably immediately pulled into the daycare center where it was indoctrinated with going like. Yeah, yeah they're training them. <laughs> chargeable hours, chargeable hours. And, but it was so oppressive because do you know what I mean like you could never lie because it was like we've got dentists you it's free if food's free you could never say our oh, lunch was I was delayed on lunch it's like we saw you in the food court we've got an Indian <laughs> restaurant we've got everything do you know what I mean you, you become like you're in a cult dude yeah 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 no reason to leave um so yeah so how, how long were you working at the uh at the at the big firm for oh mate I uh like I had transitions because I worked in, in Australia and then I also got rehired when I went over to the UK. I, I don't know if I left on the best terms here, man, because that was the <laughs> fish thing. Because I used to send around early memes, like before people did memes, I would put photos up and then write like uh, slurs or like uh, jokes underneath and send it to the group. <laughs> and that was, the, that was the one. So I had that run in with the one partner uh, harassing his mistress or besmir- uh, saying something mean. And then I had, uh, I sent for that fish thing. I, I got a photo of a fish in black and white that was thrown into a dustbin. And I wrote, after weeks of being bombarded by mindless emails by HR, employees <laughs> gathered together and finally took some action. And it was a shot of the bi- uh, a fish being fucking slammed into a dustbin. And I sent it. I sent it on group email to the whole Australian office and with, within, um, within three minutes, I was called in by the head partner in Perth saying like, what have you done? We've got, pe- we've got people on the phone. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. Like, it was just a little joke. I didn't realise that I had sent it to everyone. It was, it, was just, it was meant to just be to one or two. And they said, you sent it to all staff. <laughs> and it was like they had spent weeks, like we'd had half days off talking about fish and we were watching these things and you had all like team Barracuda and team fucking stu- Scuttlebutt and fucking, you know, oh, Blue oh, Tuna. So annoying. Dude, it was so annoying. And you know what the thing was? It was all disingenuous because you knew, everyone knew we were doing that policy. So you'd get a partner that's normally mean and he was like, Andrew, come in, I want to have a chat. And then he would do like sort of fit things that he'd been forced to do to tick it off. He'd be like, mate, mm. you're a real swimmer and, you know, you're top of the park, you're top of the school and you're, you're netting a winner. I'm like, don't lie to me. You hate me, right? You've got your golden boy. You've got your golden boy. You're ripping me off in a pyramid scheme. But you know what the one thing about working there is you get just ridiculously quick at doing stuff because you've got to be time efficient like yeah well you said that um that doing the uh putting controls in place and then after so dude and that's why i got so good at it because it was like you knew immediately hr okay well you never respond to their email they can do it in person so you just like put that straight into spam do you know like you knew efficient thing because they would give you an order and they go yep we'll be back in three hours and i'm like what how can I do it? And then you realise, okay, well, I've got to audit this company in two days. So the only way to do it is I just go talk to the MD with a notepad and ask him what, you know, chat to him about what the issues mm. are and that's the audit. And then you spend another week just doing tying in the loose ends because what you realise is half the files are a construct because I tested this, by the way. I fucking mm-hmm. tested this, that they didn't review <laughs> files. And I had um, in one audit... 
the cash balance because we're using electronic files and I fuck, fuck, I rolled the dice. I was on cash and it was a minor issue and I knew he would never look at it. I linked a photo of the partner's face in the drop down. So if he logged in, it would have been a photo of him from the, the office database and that was the only work I did on cash. And I came in. I came in on Monday and it was ticked off and it was buried, buried in the file. No work. I did nothing on it. I, I proved my point. I tried, everyone was like, you're a fucking maniac. And I was like, watch this. I'll prove, I'll prove that he doesn't review. I'll prove that he doesn't even open the link. And then he just had ticked, ticked. And now that's like documentary records. Is this the, fir- is this the first gig that you like, uh, you became a maniac at or had you been, because... Uh, I I don't have to bleep out too much. So, but previous positions that you've told me about, like you've you've been talking about other people who've been doing shit wrong. Oh no 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 no! But dude, the thing was the thing. This was all fine, right? Because the reality was. Oh, I know were, it's I know it's just internal. Like I get that. No, but I'm saying you're working in materiality, right? So it was like the the truth was you couldn't deep dive the data anyway. Do you know what I mean? It was basically often a section was just uh, balancing the trial balance. Do you know what I mean? And then it was like minimal work. So do you know what I'm saying? Like I still had that balanced and then just threw that in. But I'm saying to you, this was the nature of an audit. Like you, you didn't have adequate time in three days with a team of two to go across a billion dollar company do you know what I mean? Into that level of detail. So it's an unspoken mm. rule, right? And it's the same like when you have the, the clearance meeting. It's an unspoken rule that, do you know, the, the smaller matters just fall away. Do you know, like I know that civilians like to think that it's all covered. Oh, we've been audited by a big four. But do you know what I mean? There's still uh, agreements and, and saying, look, on a higher level, it's fine. But fucking you need to fix this issue in the coming years, dude. It's dangerous. Do you know what I mean? But it will stay mm. off the records. But... um. Yeah, man, maybe this is too much, hey? <laughs> no, no, it's good, it's good. This is the thing, and I think that, I, I honestly think that's what's affected my life of being this materiality. Do you know what I mean? Like, if my mum's pest, like, what's this? You've dropped this. I'm like, it's not material. Do you know what I mean? I only <laughs> operate on those high, big ticket items. And I think that's why I was able to get this better job, because you just prioritise only the big issues. Do you know what I mean? And you learn this time management where before, if you put your name to something, you would do it a good standard. But then you realise, okay, we've got 10 items, three are important, they're done really well, uh, three are done at 50%, and then four I don't do. And I just hope, and I'll pass that in. Like I said last week, I'll pass the report in and hope, and you've got 15 points, and then they'll come back with three additional things and and saying okay the rest is fine but you know what i mean in that process there were 20 other items that you hadn't put in or it's a barter situation with these these topics you definitely have to cover off on the big issues you can't you can't go to an audit and do the options and it's fucked and you haven't picked that up but you're more than fine with like petty cash if that's out or do you know what i mean like there's only the 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 mass doesn't add up right in an yeah. audit. This is what's so funny because you do, everyone does statistics in finance, right? Which is statistical sampling and it has to have a sample of this size and uh, to, to make it valid. And they've, they've just uh, ignored that. They ignored maths <laughs> and they just say, oh, just a sampler 20. And I'm like, well, what's the logic of that? And they're like, well, 
There's none, right? You can't prove anything. But we just put 20 <laughs> fucking invoices into the file and we multiply it across the population. I'm like, but you can't do that. Like the population's a billion. You, that, that's statistically irrelevant. Like, so fuck, you're better off not even to bother. And they're like, nah, nah. We either, if it's, a, if it's an intense look, we do 40. And if it's just a minor matter, 20. And I'm like, but where, where the fuck did this number come from? I'm like, you can't do 20 on a global audit and tell me that the... <laughs> The invoices are fine. And they're like, nah, it's fine. Hey, the higher up guy, the, the guy in this fucking jeans on the sports car says it's cool. <laughs> so so what, what kind of uh, what kind of companies are you auditing? Like I, I don't have a good concept for, for every the company. Dude. Every company. Any but company. Who's, like who's who's calling the audits? Like where's where where's, what's what's instigating them? Yeah, but basically like every listed company at least and, and even private company have to have an audit annually and even six monthly and quarterly. Do you know what I mean? So you have to go in and interrogate the data and it's across all of them. And then you get a sliding scale. But I'll tell you one thing, like, dude, you get a fucking better job from the big four. You get some of these monkeys from uh, lower down, <laughs> they, they can barely find the office. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I've been on audits wait, with... Wait, wait, so you're saying that the big four are still doing a better job than the smaller firms? Dude, they're way firms. better. Some of these smaller firms... Fuck, you get, you, really? You get, some of the smaller firms, you get there on day 10, they still haven't even reconciled the trial balance. Like, they, they, the starting position. I'm like, hang on, that's not even the job. Like, that's not even the job. That, 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 that's meant to be like, you start with everything adding up. They're like, yeah, we still haven't got it all adding up. I'm like, you can't even collate data. Like, what the fuck? Like, you can't audit. You can't even balance. You can't balance. You can't count how many beans you started with. It's ridiculous. Um, and so how old were you when you started at, uh, at the big firm? I think I was like early 20s, man, hey. Okay, so and so you had been uh, so you had been doing insolvency before then, and then you you went to well, you went to the big firm because oh just to like it's better for the CI and also it's good for your CV, yeah. man. I had mates that did of it, course. and they they basically went in there just to like like to wash their CV because they had done a shit right. firm, <laughs> and they were like, dude, if if we can get into KPMG just for three months, we can wash away the past, and they just sort of buried it all as. <laughs> KPMG, I'm like, dude, you were there for you you were there for three months and now they can go no to London and it. they would just bury they would bury the previous firm and just say I, I was qualified from KPMG, you know, in the C V. They didn't lie about time, but they just said uh C KPMG CA qualified. I'm like, you were there for three weeks. Like you know you know what I mean? You didn't you're not as the big four. But fuck then I bailed to London. And I got hired again by them against my will. Like, I didn't want it. <laughs> well, how did you leave uh, the first time? I said, I hate audit. I'm going traveling. It was the same thing that I'd done earlier. And then, yeah. unfortunately, History you get to... History repeating itself. You get to London and you're like, you can't get work. And then you haven't worked for a while. And uh, this job came up. And I remember when I went to the recruiter, I didn't want it. But I had to take a job. I, I remember I had a, a thick shake when I was talking to the guy. And they said, he seemed to have been intoxicated. <laughs> Cause I had <laughs> I've done that move, by the way. I skateboarded to an interview one time, oh, like in dude, a Hawaiian a shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I showed up, and then they they were like, 
like immediately. Like, I talked to them for 10 minutes and they were like trying to hire me. And then they, they would say a number and I'd just go, hire? <laughs> like, I'd oh, just keep going higher. And they're like, we can't afford you. And I was like, sorry, boys. And I'd skated dude. right out of the office again. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's exactly like picking up the less you want it. When they're going like, look, we really need big four people to help on this. And you, you don't even answer. You just slurp like a thick shake and go, interesting. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, that's interesting. And you sort of swivel in the chair and go, let me think about it. I'll be back and I'll, I'll, be, I'll give you. But like people went too hard with that negotiation. Hey, the, the rich guy he, who listens here, he had a few and it would, it would be like he was destitute. He hadn't worked for two months. And I think it came down to, um, to 50 cents or some t- tiny amount, uh, 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 five pounds, five pounds a day. And he goes, what do you think? You're negotiating for a fucking used car? Get the fuck out of here. And, and they walked away, dude. And he didn't have work for another... I don't think he had work for another two months. He was just lying in his what house watching MacGyver. And he, was, and he was like, I fucked up. He's like, fuck, I, was, I think I, I went too hard. I'm like, you pushed them within an inch of their life, dude. It was like toothpaste. You pushed it to that last drop. And they were actually viscerally angry on the call. And you're like, grow up. You want it or not? And it's like, <laughs> and then because, because of that, you know, you're, you're seen as difficult. So they probably. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't go so far that it's difficult that, yeah. Dude, I hated that because I, the recruiters are like that. They act, they act like it's fair and all CVs get through, but it's not really what happens. Hey, like they, they no. need, they just get the first hundred cherry pick racially, uh, profile and just throw out any name that doesn't and they just end up with four and do you know that then they tell the client yep yep these are the best four candidates and they probably got a thousand submissions and they won't even review all of them man recruiting seems to be the easiest job in the world because the client is hiring you and the like you have no incentive to do anything other than just pick someone just pick someone who looks half decent and then demand as much money for them yeah. as possible like and how, easy, how easy is it man <laughs> who because are you working for you get to control that sample, so you're never caught out. They'll go like, these people seem pretty shit. You sure there's no one better? And they're like, nah, that's these it. These are the absolute best. I comb through every single one of these things. And they're going, we've been so thorough. And I'm like, you sure you didn't just grab five random just before you went in the meeting and just threw anything at it to see if something stuck? Well, I but love you know that. You, wa- take, you throw away half because you don't want anyone unlucky to get the job. Dude, do you know I actually worked... <laughs> I've worked in recruitment for a few months and it was like that. And you, the, the worst thing was the whole story of people that had immigrated here and that had like a non-Australian name and they were good candidates and, and they would ring me up and I wasn't making these decisions, but they would be like, I'm just not getting any work. And I was like, I'm watching colleagues just delete, delete their CVs just based oh. on their like, they're like, we can't hire that. We can't. And I'm like, oh. are you fucking, I'm like, they're just breaking the law everywhere. And it's like, what do you think? And, and the thing was, I tried to do the right thing and I just picked like the best candidate and then the client would be furious. What the fuck you send this for? Do you know what I mean? Like they would just, it was oh. undercurrent. Like they would go and then you, you'd have to try like politely tell someone from India or something like maybe change your name to uh, Norman. i think that sentiment surely must have that's shifted the other way now you would hope in the majority of cases there are some holdouts dude i'm not saying i'm not saying that i'm like that i'm just saying if you ask 
you, if you ask around, that is how it, it, that would be true if it was a fair game, right? And they picked the best candidates. So if they needed a new accountant, they got the smartest one with the best results. But these recruiters are morons. So they just cherry pick random. I mean, I spoke when I spoke to them, they didn't know what the jobs were. That you'd see them Google buzzwords and then go in. But half the fucking people with the jobs don't know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? So it's just an exchange of buzzwords and it's blah, 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 and then you're in. Do you know there were people in the recruitment that would hire accountants and they honestly, they didn't even know what the job was, dude. And then I'd hear them telling people, it's perfect. It's the perfect role for you. And I'm like, <laughs> do you know what a financial controller does, dude? Like, what are you talking about? It's the, it's the worst job. It's exactly what he doesn't want. Man, there are some jobs that I would absolutely love to have just for share. Just, just floating through them, you know? Like recruiting seems so fun because yeah. you... You're in a position where there are absolutely no stakes and your client's also your enemy and the people that you the people that you just pick up off the street, you're suddenly going out to bat for them to get them as much money as possible. And it's all yeah. everyone's winning except the client. And I don't understand it. Uh, 100%, that one dude. sounds great. And I'd love man, I'd love to spend a couple of months in HR just coming up with those stupid fucking rules and ruining people. Oh, day. dude, I would love to fabricate an entire philosophy and push it down on everyone that I've made up. Do you know what I mean? The, the rooster roll, the, the, the chicken dipper, and like you just give it a random name <laughs> yes. and there's stickers. And you go, you know how a chicken on a rotisserie, it gets stronger and tastier? And I'm like, that's what we're doing. Do you know? It's just like, what are you talking about? We're, I'm do- like, we're doing the Nando's inspiration. <laughs> and we'd be like, uh, 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 don't be a French fry on this topic, sir. We want gravy and all the trimmings. And then you just use bullshit analogies. And they're like, this is, you're, you're the wet serviette on this plan. Brenda and they're like they've, they've got to all wear like uh, river rooster or red rooster hats and you know it's just black 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 man there's a great there's a great book the, the, it's, this guy gets a gets a job in, a, in this company and over the course of the book he discovers that the company doesn't do anything like every department talks to every other department and they're oh, all uh, like they're all they're all kind of like double blind from each other and the, the the whole the whole reason that the company exists it, it's it's like a research company so other companies pay this company to like implement oh! strategy Dude, it's like a Stanford experiment. So you basically put people in a fishbowl and you watch what happens and they're wondering, they're like, go team, go. And then no one can really work out what product we're selling. And it's just basically a social experiment as they just jack up the air conditioning or make it really hot one day and see who breaks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like you've got all the trimmings of a company that sells shoes except there's no shoe department. So it's just everything behind it. Oh, man, I love that. And you take people, you take people, like strong candidates you put them in you never give them a pay rise for five years and see how long they stick it out or you give someone else a pay rise but like you move you move their car park back once a week until they're so far away that they have to train in (laughs) but they're the ceo this is unbelievable (laughs) you just you just dim the lights for a year you know it's just a little bit more grimy it's just just getting darker and darker and darker (laughs) (laughs) that i would i would love that that would that's my dream job i think do you know what my dream job was in london like in between all the jobs i wanted to get a job and i probably still want to do this just at fast food restaurant like kfc i just love the idea of just transitioning so you're in big four 
And then people think, oh, Wolf's down and it's like, I just love the thought of <laughs> colleagues and mates seeing me at a, a drive through window at a Hungry Jack's. Do you know what I mean? Just briefly. <laughs> like, <laughs> In this dream, are you, like, are you just normal, like just getting through the day or are you absolutely crushing it? Like this is the, be- no, no, well, look, <laughs> like the highest profit store. Everyone's amazed that this guy's come in and he's whipped everyone into shape. You're spitting out chicken faster than anyone else. Dude, you know what the dream... <laughs> I suppose not down in your luck that you're absolutely loaded and you're fucking creaming it. And then you give those colleagues this fake victory. So they all drive through KFC and they're like, fuck, I feel so bad for Wolf. And then immediately it turns around. You're in the AFR top 100 richest list. And you're like, eat shit, you dumb fucks. I dominate. Are you stupid? And you give that and you go, how are you going? And you go like, look, it's not great, but, you know, there's great conditions here and all the chicken you can eat, so we're doing all right. And then you flip it. Your colleagues sort of patronise you. They spread this rumour, this rumour, oh, Wolf's trash. He works at Hungry Jack's now. He's lost everything. And that, that's weird because there's an article here of him on a fucking white horse riding on his own island, you dickhead. You know, like you, you, you trap them. They tried to, because they would spread the rumour. Wolfie, I think he's on drugs or something. He's fallen apart. And then, you know, like once they've spread that, it's a trap. You've actually won everything. And then you come back out. That would be a good move, dude. A lot of your dreams and sort of uh, like fantasies involve you just getting one over on everyone else. Dude, mine are, mine <laughs> are all maniacal revenge stories where, where you know, I, I I, I, I get my revenge. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you had any actual good revenge stories? No, nah, man, this is the sad part. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a victory. I, I, have, I have wanted to have that moment where you're loaded and you just, you know, you could be like Jerry Seinfeld just in a sports car. You drive park in the middle of the water fountain, drive up and just uh, unleash. Do you know what I mean? Almost like a rogue person. You come in and just start shouting. and and the, But you know what I mean? You've made it. And you just say, you're fucking slaves, you're trapped. Do you know what I mean? And, and you get that victory. You get that fantasy. But I think this is the fantasy, like the office works fantasy. Do you know, like you wanted that. Office space, office space. <laughs> the office works fantasy is not having to put on the blue, uh, the blue polo in the morning. Dude, <laughs> That's a I like, fantasy. but I liked it because it, that office work, office space was the best. Like, do you know what I mean? You realise like you, the only way to be happy is to just be dumb. Well, at what point did you uh, did you give up? Like, I assume it you were still putting in <laughs> Dude, effort. I, the thing is, I still did the, the job. They were much yeah. worse people. Do you know what I mean? People that were like, mine were all jokes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I still on that file did all the actual work. I just threw it in mm. just as a red herring just to see, just for fun because I was bored. But you would have people who weren't doing who weren't doing the files at all. Dude, there were people that were just uh, fudging stuff in there and you would, you would go and like check the file and the partner would be like, you've got numbers in there that you've whited out, you know, on the Excel sheet to make it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they put last minute stuff in. And they're going like, this doesn't reconcile. And it was like, why have you hidden this column with random numbers in here to get it to balance? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, dude. But I am, um, it was actually a really hard job, dude, because they were, they were super smart people. I reckon most people were pretty dumb and out of your depth because they were, they were people that could do this job 
Do you know what I mean? That there were geniuses that would rock up at eleven and finish at three. But these poor bastards should. This is what the the company did as well. We're so proud of you. You're doing so well here. I'm like this person would is Elon Musk. This guy would do well anywhere, and they sort of get latched on to this Scientology pyramid scheme and feel validated. Oh, like created me i'm like no you have an iq of 190 fuckface you could have re-engineered the entire motor vehicle do you know what i mean like you're not you're actually getting cheapened you shouldn't be in this situation but because they break you and your self-esteem's low you're like well i'd hate for you to throw it away you're doing so well here eli and i'm like eli does well everywhere Eli's a genius. Do you know what I mean? Did you see him take someone, like take an Eli, break him and turn him into the Porsche guy while you were there? I, man, I saw people, I saw people corrupt, you know, like nicer people become meaner. And I mean, that that's always a given, right? Because of the yeah. hazing rituals. Do you know, you'd have people that were really kind and then they all turned a bit darker. Do you know what I mean? Would be laughing at nastier stuff. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I've given him extra work and say goodbye. To, you know, suddenly the, 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 the culture was like that, having a big laugh that they weren't going to make it to their mate's 30th. Do you know, was it hysterical? <laughs> and and, and that, yeah, that, yeah. Person, that person wasn't like that before. And then you would all high five and... But, um, man, I, I don't know. Like, the thing is, there are people that are fucking good at it. That, 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 that was the problem. Like, I'm not naturally that way. But, you know, there were some people that this is their, their, their professional sport. Do you know, like, if you watch a professional golfer, like, there are people in this environment that are, like, this is what they were designed to do. Do you know what I mean? They just fucking, you, you see them do shit that seems impossible. Do you know, like a Tiger Wood hitting a, a, a drive, like, they, they're just doing, like, a mental arithmetic in their head or do you know what I mean? There, there was an engineer there, this Indian guy that, um, do you know what I mean? He would go into companies and uh, he didn't even review the files and then you would see him like with the head of the company just on a, on a like a beautiful mind, just on a screen explaining <laughs> how to streamline their business. And, you know, he was below me and you'd see him with these fucking formulas and people clapping and laughing as he re-engineered the entire mining uh, life of mine <laughs> project. And he's like, I make millions. And they're like, fuck. He saved us $80 million, do you know? And he picked it up within 13 seconds of arriving. Like, do you know what I mean? Just like a sniffer dog. Yes, and how was he rewarded? Where, 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 well, he wasn't rewarded at all, dude. He was just given more hours. <laughs> he was given longer hours and more responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's the cruel thing, dude. Like, oh, the nine to five and the better you do, the more they're holding your head underwater. Because there's no like, you're done for the day, go home. It's, that, that, that's, that's never happened. It's find something else to do. They get more, even if there's nothing else. <laughs> they get more of their pound of flesh, man. I remember having audits and you were leaving at 11 and you were apologising. Sorry, guys. I've just, uh, I have to get back. I had one and then they would say, well, look, that's fine. You can. We'll cut you a break. But just uh, if you can just sit here with me and let me know what you're going to have done by tomorrow. I'm like, it's 11 o'clock at night and I had to give them uh, a work program. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh I, I, and God. this was when I was junior, man. I remember that audit and I had to sit down with a guy and I was broken and I'd say, okay, I think I'll get through cash. 
because I'll upload your photo into it. And, um, <laughs> and, and I remember the humiliation, man. One time I snuck out and my mum came to pick me up and she was in her pyjamas and her car broke down. And it was almost like a, a heist, a getaway car. I was like, what the fuck? You got the dog in there? I've got to get out. And it's like 1130. I'm more than justified to go home. And I was like, fuck, we're fucked. We're fucked now. We get RAC. We got to get the fuck out. They don't know I've left the office. I, I, I ran out. Do you know? I ran out. And I, I've already done like a fucking 19 hour day or some shit. Do you know what I mean? Like I've been up yeah. for the day before. But man, do you know you're right? Because it happened in the uh, UK. Like I was smoking these files. I don't know. I must have been on the right meds. And then um, yeah. basically, ba- basically what happened is so I'd done all my work. And then the, the dumb colleagues, they just said, oh, well, let's just swap files around. So then I'm like yeah. six weeks into a project. I finished all mine. And I get handed those and then, you know, a week later we're doing the final submissions and they're all laughing in a way. And I'm <laughs> and they're like, Well, what's going on with your files? And I'm like, Well, these are my files. We swapped files like last week. I don't know what happened. Like I was doing so well that they said, come and fix these files up. And now I own these shit files and those fucks are laughing at me <laughs> with these perfect files. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it amazing how like you and the Indian guy, like you can be like, man, absolute genius, beautiful mind. It's all working. But like you can't, like you can't see outside your fishbowl. You're just stuck in there bumping into the side of it going like, why am I not getting anywhere? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've cleaned all the sand. I'm not getting anywhere. My sand's all clean. Let me out. Dude, this is what I, that's what I like because <laughs> it's so weird. I was thinking about it today, man. Like when you're in primary school, right, and you're competitive, you know, they do the maths, uh, the times table thing. You want to be in the top three. But then for mm. some reason the system breaks you. You do primary school, high school, uni, and then you're in a thing. And like you're fucking, you're, you're doing shit, right? Because money is the only measure of, well, look, in finance it is and in working world. And I'm like, you're earning dog shit. So I'm like, why are you suddenly accepting that? Like in year three, if I beat you in timetables, you would come at me like a fucking psychopath. I'd see you memorizing yeah. stuff. And now, <laughs> now I've got a beautiful mind just sitting there like stoked as he just uh, reconciles <laughs> cash balances. And I'm like... But dude, why don't you apply your logic to your own life? Like do a spreadsheet of your life. Project what's happening to you. You're fucked. Your equation, you want a reconciling issue. It's your life, what you're getting paid and where you're going. It doesn't add up. How high up did you get in the, uh, in the big firm? Oh man, I was only like a senior. Well, how does, how does it like, how does it work? You're a grad, then you're an interim or some level like that. Then it's a senior or, and then a manager, then, then you're like a, uh, uh, principal maybe maybe a director and then then a partner and they're, they're people that only ever get to director because they've got such a an awkward personality that none of the partners want them on the the retreat they're like he's not coming right, on our right, fishing right. tip so and you feel bad for them they're, they're often the best at the job but it's like no one likes them and everyone laughs and mocks at them these people like this this guy's whole life was audit the guy that i work with i mean he he even at home with his kids oper- operated like an in-tray so his kids would put in the R. <laughs> I promise you, the kids would the kids would put in the art. He would review it and then put it in the out box. That's how much of a gounder he was. They had no contact. He operated exactly. Holy fuck! Man, oper- how did you live with these people? Like it's just your day to day, dude. And they were just the most unreasonable people. You would go in. You would go in and get a meal and it's like maybe a $1 reconciling item and then you would leave this director as he sort of, uh, he worked through the numbers, do you know, for an Indian meal. And I'm like, 
you're a, you're a you're like you're a nasty person. Do you know what I mean? I'm like the dollar is a tip for the service, fuckhead. <laughs> because, but you know what I mean? Like, but then I felt bad for those people, dude. Because you know what happened is they they had a glass ceiling because they didn't have social skills. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So like they had invested everything, and it's sort of like I think those people that try to make it in professional sport and then their knee gives away or they miss out, and it was this yeah. was their everything, and then their wife would be badgering them. Fire in tray going like, why haven't you got a promotion? And he'd respond with question marks and go. <laughs> but do you know that must be depressing, hey? Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, because like with the people that were making it to the top, like I assume they're not the beautiful mind people. They never are. It's always oh, just dude. the guy who's fun. It's the charmer and the fun guy. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. The, the, the guy sitting on the porch that's just charming. And he's got like a cheeky smile and you're like, let's go for drinks. And then he's like, yeah, you know what? We'll get some beers over lunch and have Japanese and uh, we won't come back to the job. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I love you. Because <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, we got, we, yeah. got that Indi- we got the Indian guy on the job anyway, so he can, he can do it all. Let's go for some Chinese. And, <laughs> you, know and I mean? you became that guy in the UK. They're like, oh, give Wolfie the files. We're going to go off and have beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you got a weird accent. Man, that's it, dude. Like, you, you're the immigrant now. <laughs> I know, man. Oh, look. <laughs> I wasn't trying to – I don't know why I mentioned he was Indian. Like I've got a lot of racial references here. I've been homophobic to start. I don't know why this is coming out. <laughs> anyway, I well, shouldn't have mentioned he was, a, he was. He was. Like, that was it. But I'm saying that because we were talking about the immigration thing before with the recruiting. Like now you're the immigrant and you're in the UK. And the thing was he gets trapped because he was so smart But because it, his parents, you know, had pushed him so hard so that he – you know what I mean? He – he had been told, become a lawyer, become an accountant. But I know that the data didn't add up in his head. But you know what I mean? Like, he was fulfilling his prophecy that his parents had bestowed on him before he even had free will. Do you know, like, <laughs> you will be a partner. And he was sure as fuck going to get that on his CV before his dad passed away. Do you know, at all costs. It wasn't even about money. <laughs> well, how much resentment do you hold towards your parents for, for, <laughs> for bringing you into the finance world? Because it doesn't seem like you belong there at all, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck it works. It's so confusing. Like, man, you're good. You know shit. But I don't know. Like, your personality doesn't match up at all. Dude, it felt so weird. I felt like Van Wilder at everything. Like, at this weird sort of outlandish guy in a wine shirt. Like, I could sort of do the job. But it was like, I must say, though, like, the accountants cap cop a bad rap because they are some crazy mongrel human beings that do accounting because it's a natural entry to being an MD and CFO and, you know, running your own listed company. So early on, there's some fucking wildcats that go through it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That are big doggies that want to become the head of Channel 7. Like they know, oh, I've got to understand accounting to get through there. So there's a yeah, weird thing to me. because that's what you wanted, right? Like that wasn't- No, I didn't want it. But, but I'm saying you, you, always get, you always get that vibe because people were like, oh, accounting's so boring. And I'm like- Fucking HR's boring, dude. Secretarial work, that's fucking boring. I'm like, at least, you know, at least this leads out out of it. But I definitely didn't fit in, man. I don't know how it happened. You can admit, like, because I blame my parents, but I'm like, there, there's no rational reason. There's no rational reason that a person like me would end up doing that. Like, I would never choose. Well, because what, what, what did you want as a kid? Like, what did you want to do? And then how did you, like, how did you get to this? Dude, well, I wanted to do stand-up, but I didn't have the confidence to admit it. So then that... <laughs> Man, that's real low. So you don't even have the confidence to admit that you wanted to do stand-up, let alone get on stage. <laughs> I, I just couldn't even tell people that I wanted to do it. So I just sat quiet. <laughs> 
and would wait for people to say, oh, you're funny, you should do it. And then even I would go, nah, I couldn't. It's not not my, It's not who I am. <laughs> you know? and I was like, like a shy girl at the dance. And, I, and I'm like, it's all I ever want to do. I want to fucking, do you know, I want to rip my to- clothes off and dance. But then um, the problem was I, because I got into that early gambling slash investing in stocks, that was the move. So I worked out, I was like, how do I get into broking? And they said, well, the best thing is you can't go in as a pimply-faced 19-year-old and manage money. So go and bide some time as an accountant and a C- get, get your CA and then you legitimise it. And then when you're, like, older, come back and do it. So the plan – there was a plan, dude. It came good. But, man, this but this seems like the uh, like the moment where you're sitting there and you're like, when are these mushrooms going to kick in? And it's like, man, the mushrooms – have kicked in because like aren't you sitting there and they're like you need to do accounting and you're like oh i'll do accounting and then you start and you're like i didn't want to do account like this is, I'm, I'm becoming my dad like i've been yeah. tricked dude i felt totally tricked even when i got my um <laughs> when i got my uni degree i almost ripped it up like i don't even know where it is like i wasn't proud about it at all like i actually i think my parents have hidden it from me because if i find it i'll burn it or <laughs> throw it in the it. bin they've had to hide all those achievements because I'm like, if you get it near me, I'll I'll put a lighter to it and fucking burn this. <laughs> but, but oh man, I just fuck. You're right, hey. Like I don't know, I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. Why did I do this? My life's wrecked. <laughs> what was I thinking? It seems like it seems like you're. <laughs> your family of like going way back. Your family of accountants and and, and everyone's in finance. It, like it just seems to me a little bit suspicious that you're like you end up doing this and they're not like pulling the strings behind the scenes or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm basically I'm definitely a string puppet. There's no way I made these choices. Do you know what I mean? Well, ha- how 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 bad are your? Uh... <laughs> How paranoid do you get, Wolfie? Before I continue on with the next. What do you bit? mean? What do you mean? Tell me. Just in your, just in your general mental health. How paranoid do you get? Well, man, I'm looking at you right now, and you look like a lizard. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like a few weeks ago, we spoke about um about how easy it would be if you attained uh, Andrew Forrest status to pay 20 people to walk around and ruin someone's life by popping in and telling them to leave their husband. Like, yeah. how difficult would it have been for your, uh, for, your, for your parents to have just placed people at critical moments in your life to be like, oh, man, so here's a, so got a stock tip. And then you're like, oh, I'll do that. And then you get in that. And then someone else is like, oh, if you want to be a broker, you got to do accounting. Dude, you know what? Some hot, some hot girl at the party is like, man, accountants. Oh, I love to fuck an accountant. <laughs> dude, 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 you're so right. Because the thing was, I tried to get in broking initially and that was just rejected because all the rich kids had the connections, right? I went to the interview yeah. and they were like, well, what money can you bring? And I go, none. My dad has no money. I have no money. And they're like, you're worthless. Like, what the fuck? It's all networks. Like. I'm like, my parents are poor. Like, we're all poor. Like, and they're like, we don't want a poor guy. It's not that fucking, um, that movie where the guy solves the Rubik's Cube. Will Smith, where he becomes a broker, he's sleeping in the toilets and does the Rubik's Cube. No one wants that, dude. Uh, what they want to do he's is not net- a broker. Isn't he a vacuum salesman in that? No, no he, he, becomes, he-, he, he becomes a broker and, and oh, he does the Rubik's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But no one's hiring you because <laughs> no one gives a fuck, dude. All they want is your networks. You bring in your, like a lot of the people I work with in broking, the main reason they got hired was their networks. Because it's like, dude, his fucking dad's 
high up in Channel 7. They've got this and they're like, I'm like, he's a complete asshole. And the boss was like, who cares? Like, fucking, have you seen how rich his family is? Like, look online. He's coming in. He can piss in the fucking pot plant if he wants. His family's loaded. That alone, you know, justifies having this a-hole in there. So I got forced into it, man. But you know what the thing is? I am suspicious now. I don't know if I... (laughs) I don't know if it was drugs or whatever, like DMT experience, but I I suddenly had this epiphany that at all the junctures in my life where I made bad decisions, serpents had come out and whispered. Even this decision with the last week trading, the the pressure escalates and it's... Whatever fails, whatever... And then... And then I make this decision to become an accountant and I look around and there's fucking nowhere there. Do you know these fucking lizards have disappeared again? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just the shadow people, man. It's the shadow. And not only that, man, I think it all goes back to your parents because last week, uh, or the other week, yeah, last week, who's telling you to uh, not gamble all your money on MSB? It's old mum and dad. It's the old Saffa contingent ruining your life again, keeping your head underwater, <laughs> watching you through the fishbowl. Swim, little fishy. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, for fucking sake. Can you hear me? Oh, he's cut out a little bit. I can, yeah, yeah, I think you're back. You know what's happened now? What? We're talking about the lizard people and watch the electrical equipment just <laughs> fell away. <laughs> I've, I'm basically talking to the listener, explaining that the serpents are there, and and then you suddenly, oh, surprise, surprise, all audio and sound is dropping in and out, in and out, jamming it out, so we can't reveal the truth, so everyone realises. At those junctures in the moment when you need a friend, someone will tap in your ear and whisper with their little snake tongue, you could never do it. Get in accounting. Well, I think this is even more uh, more personal to you. I don't think it's a it's a it's a grand conspiracy. I think it's a wolf family conspiracy where they're trying to where they're trying to keep you in. And maybe for some reason your parents don't want you moving out of the basement again. They've got you, they want you trapped there, so they're making sure that MSB doesn't come off. <laughs> oh, mate, how's how's this? You're trying to play? You think like my bipolar's that bad that I've got complete delusions? I'm like, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm still rational. Well, that's that's why I checked first. I didn't want to start bringing this up and then have you calling me <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning saying that they're watching, you know? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, all right. How's our position this week? Mate, I'm not talking numbers anymore, okay? It's not going well. No, fuck that, man. You know, I had I have had only had people saying, I need to know what happens. Like every episode, I'm like, what are the numbers? Basically, I've gone <laughs> sideways, right? I'm still at 300 and I'm, I'm in the most vulnerable because the combine harvester is coming back and forward, back and forward. <laughs> the algorithm's trying to take what's left of me. My parents are trying to encourage me to divest. The serpents are out. And I'm ploughing through the fucking jungle on my, you know, like Vietnam with a knife in my mouth, trying to make it through. (laughs) All hope is lost. I have no position in society. I've trashed my CV on this fucking podcast and I'm crawling (laughs) through the jungle. You've exchanged your position in society for a uh, margin position in Miso. (laughs) Dude, and and now everything relied on me having the balls to do it. Now imagine me. Imagine me now. Like, how the fuck can I uh, be rehired? Like, these pods are there. Imagine that. (laughs) And I'll be like this. Hey, I'm looking to get back in global. I want to be head of global risk again. And they were like, (laughs) an hour later, they would ring and say, hey, 
we just heard sure thing and um, <laughs> you're going to jail. <laughs> no, it's gonna make, it's gonna be fine because even if and when it when when finally you have to liquidate your personal position, we will have built up the uh, podcast Patreon hedge fund to be so massive that we'll just take commission off that as we lose people's money in the real world. <laughs> the long term plan is to have a Patreon that funds an algorithm that we build up. With the intent of just usurping everything that these bigger entities are doing, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need our own algorithm. That would be I, that would be. I, this would be unbelievable. Perfect. And they, there's like J.P. Morgan's mentioning there's a podcast fucking us up. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> they've got, they have no knowledge of what's going on, but they've managed to get patron. A bit like when um, do you know Dum Dum got those uh, Dilruk to win the Logie? <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they just that. they just steamrolled it. Like no one even knew he was on TV. I don't even know what his role was. No idea. He was a writer and he won best new fucking acting talent. He'd never even been on screen. <laughs> I think he was in the background of the Sean McAuliffe show. They saw him clapping and laughing. <laughs> best new talent. Um, so are we uh, are we only are we only in Mesa at the moment or because okay you gave me that tip on WGO mate I've uh, I'm I'm all in I'm all in with my uh, with my Westpac portfolio on WGO and so far so good I mean we're up ten percent we're moving along yeah look and Have I, you I gave I, I gave no I don't do, I haven't diversified man I um <laughs> I'm trying to play catch up and I've been. I, I, you know, I don't want to end up the whole pod talking about this, but I'm fucking furious. <laughs> I feel like I've come back from Vietnam, man. Like, I'm cross and I've got uh, P- PTSD. Like, I'm just lashing out on people. I, I don't know. Hey, it's even doing this pod. I'm fuming. Just, I just, know. Well, it's it's interesting to see how you're. Um, uh, it's not even like you're you're up. It, money's up like from where we started we've gone from 250 to 300 the position has increased but your mood has soured something fierce because oh, I you know, have, dude. have the horse blinders on dude i i can see you know what i mean i've become the classic gambler you know back from the track and said <laughs> i said my dinner should be ready <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're like why are you lashing out i'm like don't mention it okay a fucking multi didn't work it was a sure thing, you fucking... Do you know? And, it, and it's like, dude, you made, you made 50 grand. I'm like, get the fuck... F- fuck off. I mean, yeah. we, can, we, can, we, can, we can roll this into... Uh... Picks of the week. But you have given me other, uh, other picks than... Uh, not only other picks than MSB, you've given me other picks to WGO, which seems dude, like a real like- sound oil play. I- I like to just give the same pick every week so that people really realise how deluded I am. Like, <laughs> this, no, this, you're not allowed to say the ticker again. You have to come up with another this pick. Stock, going, you're, you're not a stockbroker. I'm like, I just basically <laughs> randomly on a train saw one company, Mesa Blast this, and I'm like, I'm a stockbroker now. <laughs> I've researched a stock. No man, it's not even that. It's just you were in the attic and there were those uh, those big blocks for kids and just MSB fell out and you were like, "This is my future." Oh uh, mate, okay, look, I'll tell you my tip. My hot tip was um, I should have done. We should have done this pod yesterday because it was near map, which I have mentioned before, and I will broaden what I'm doing. NEA, and um, 
they basically they, they they were around the four dollar mark. I first got in at forty. They've fallen because of COVID and one earnings quarter was off and people thought, fuck, the growth model's fallen away and the the contracts are normally sticky and they lost some of the contracts in the last quarter. But then this quarter came out, it plunged. Uh, the, the, the latest earnings came out and people were a bit worried about their spending of cash, but it yeah. looked pretty solid to me and it was a good turnaround and all the expenditure is to for growth, right, as they roll the, the product out. So they look good for four, four bucks plus potentially coming and they're at 269 at the moment so that's uh that's that's good that's solid and so well, i gave people i gave people the tip uh yesterday at 240 so it's, it's up oh, that's for good. there so did you did you get in did you get in at all at 240 no man because i only do the my baby <laughs> my baby come <laughs> She's do, you not baby. Think that if you, do you not think that if you moved out of your meso position into some of these other tips, which have had 10% gains on the I'm day I'm not sleeping that around. Them, I'm not, I'm not no, sleeping around to me, in my Wolfie, sweetheart. Listen to me. I'm saying if you had moved out of meso, right, the other day when you told me to go in on WGO, you would have made 10% and you could have put that into Mizo and you could have know, done man. the same thing with NEA. Instead, it's like, you're stuck, man. Uh, you can wreck a marriage with one kiss. Do you know? It's like, oh, come round. <laughs> then your, your long-term partner comes home and I'm fucking, who's this? And I'm like, oh, ah. I don't know, man. I'm just honouring my position on this. Like, this is my, this is it. I go down with this ship. This is my Titanic, dude. I'm driving it. I'm going to play the fucking fiddle as we disappear into the water. <laughs> well, you seem to be worried. Uh, I guess I'm doing the same thing on crypto. I've got a margin position in uh, this thing called Chainlink. Uh, mm. And basically it links like real world assets to the blockchain. That's the whole, that's the whole model of this token. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm margined in against uh, BTC and like I, yeah. I got in and it dipped and I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I'll increase my position because this is the dip and we'll come right. And yeah, then it yeah. comes up back to where it was. I've got a, so I've got, I've got my original, oh, we're back up to the original, original price and I've got this new position that I bought at the dip oh, and yeah. it's, and I'm thinking, great. And then instead of cashing out, I'm like, well, it's going to go higher. Let it ride. And then it crashes lower again. I'm like, well, I'm increasing my position. So now I'm sitting here going through three little peaks that I haven't sold at (laughs) with the largest position possible. (laughs) Just accruing interest on my margin. (laughs) Dude, this is how how I reckon Warren Buffett makes money. Because do you know that theory if you go to a roulette wheel and uh, and it's going to come up red and you just keep doubling your bet? On red, over and over and over, you theoretically yeah. make your money back. This is what I think Buffett does. He goes, timing's irrelevant. You buy a good stock, but he's got limitless money. So he goes a billion dollars in, Coke halves, then he buys another billion, then it halves, yeah. he buys another billion. And do you yeah. know what I mean? He effectively does that strategy because theoretically you can go to a casino if you have limitless money. And, and obviously, statistically, red could come up forever. It's just, oh, it's jammed. It's always going to be red. But theoretically, <laughs> if you double your position on a 50-50, you will eventually make your money back at least. Do you know what I mean? Well, the only problem with that is, this, is the, is the uh, was it double, double zeros, right? No, no, but that, that doesn't matter because, oh, because I'm saying like you, you keep losing. So you put 10 bucks back on. 
10, you put 10 on and uh, it, black comes up. So you lose that. So then you put 20 on red and then you lose, you lose that. And then you put 40 on red and you lose it because zero comes up. Then, then you put 80 on red. Boom. Black and red do play t- pay two to one, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying to you, does this work? I think it does. Fuck, imagine people does. on the podcast. This guy's a re- he's a fucking he's massive. Yeah, but the problem, the problem is you keep you keep doubling, and like, <laughs> don't you don't you only ever end up catching up? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you catch up. I'm saying to you, like, you don't have to leave a table a loser. You just have you need more money. <laughs> yeah, you just need limitless cash. You just you fine. just need to statistically keep pushing it. And then you just apply the theory again. I think, in my opinion, that's Warren Buffett's mythology. He effectively doubles down on investments over and over and over, and that's how you do it. Well, because the thing is that the stock stock will always, always at some point go up or it will completely completely liquidate and there'll be nothing left. Well, well, yeah, this is obviously the problem. That's your double zero. That's your double zero. Your double zero is is when... It's all zero and then you can't fix the strategy, but you can still fix it on another stock. You don't do Coke, you now do Pepsi Cola. <laughs> and you, you start with $1 billion in Pepsi. <laughs> no, you're going to start with double of whatever you put in on Coke. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, whatever you but that, Coke. But that, but that amount's gone now. So you're... <laughs> so you're now, this, this is a problem. Is it, it, I know it sounds like it works because humans want to recognise patterns, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And this is what you're doing with MSB. And we need to get you out of MSB and into something that you can make some profit on so you can go back in on MSB. This ties into our theory of sending signals to that woman so that she divorced her husband. You could send signals to me like uh, MSB and a note on a coffee thing and suddenly I'll be like, I'm getting a real bad feeling about MSB and it's you running ahead, writing things on napkins. I'm seeing rego plates. I'm like, it's in the sand. There's a yeah. little a little kid on a swing and the mum's going, come inside, MSB, come inside. And I'm like, <laughs> your glasses are so rosy. You can walk outside your house tonight and just see on the hills. It was just in the distance, in the sky, just the words MSB and a big burning cross through them. And you'd yeah, be like, yeah. I gotta double down on MSB. If you turn that sideways, that's an that's an X. I gotta double down and multiply. <laughs> I could drive past the MSB office. It's on fire. I see the MD loading money from a safe into 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 bags as he runs into his car. And you'd be like, "Hey, do you need a hand? Let me get and out." And I'd say, I'll "Hey, what's you. your?" I say, "Is your name Sylvia?" And he's like, "My name's Stephen. Fuck off!" I'm like, "He's not even using his own name." And I'd still go in like to clients. Look, I think there's something there, guys. I think it's all right. Man, can we um? <laughs> can you, can you please, can you please put some money in something else tomorrow? Uh, uh, oh, sorry, on Monday. Can we do that, <laughs> dude? I can't because I'm fully leveraged in this. I'll do it when I've got. Once the COVID news is out, I'll pull like twenty grand out and start like day trading it for fun. <laughs> for fun. <laughs> this is day trading. You are day trading now. It's just you're day trading with one stock. I know, man, but you know what I mean. Like I've, I, I, it is boring for the podcast, but I'm on, I'm on this journey. No, I, and man, I am. I'm not worried about the podcast because that's why I put the, um, that's why I put that that money in WGO so we can follow along with some of your tips. So we've got uh, NEA and oh, WGO yeah, rolling at the moment. I'm worried about your mental health and your ability to at some point move out of your parents' basement. <laughs> 
Mate, it's not even the basement. It's on the same level. So, you know, they're wandering past. They I don't even have the privacy. <laughs> I, I always hear that joke and they go, oh, we found out his Star Wars memorabilia in the basement. I'm like, that's the dream. You've got your own level. I'm on the same <laughs> level. I can hear them in slippers walking past my door. <laughs> Just shaking their heads and crying. Do you know what I mean? I'm like a basement. A basement's a basically an apartment with shitty tenants above you, bang. I'm like these people are fucking privileged. I'm ba- I'm basically a baby in a cot, dude, in one of the back rooms. You know, I'm a child. Yeah, in a three hundred thousand dollar cot, dude. That is the hardest thing because my brother, my brother has mentioned it, and it's so true. Like. I, because I lost everything, I'm still clinging on to this idea that I'm destitute. And he's like, you are a selfish fuck. You're not destitute. You've got 300 grand. Why are you behaving like you have no money to move out? I'm like, I need, dude, I need to be back at the number I was before it all fell apart. And he's like, you are one of the most selfish pigs I've ever met because I've got more than enough money to move out. Well, to be fair, the only reason that you have the 300 grand in the first place is because you are the way you are and you were able to take 35, act like it was zero and turn it into 300 grand. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what I like about the theory is I feel down, and this is the weird mindset of a gambler, because I should be at 480, uh, 480, 500, I feel like I don't have anything, so you don't respect 300. It seems like Mm -hmm. nothing, but... The truth is 300 is a lot of money, but it's because it should be more. I treat it like it's $3. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all you need to get past. If we can get you past that bit where you are, uh, like you're imagining these unrealized uh like gains they, they, they never happened you never had them and you at no I, point I, took the money out and had it in your hands it was just a number on a screen you need to if you can get past that then we can get you back to making money on the 300 and then you oh, can go 100 percent, dude because the, the gamblers do that all the time right because they start with 100 bucks it gets a thousand and they couldn't afford the hundred dollars right and they they made a thousand but then it's dropped to 80 and they're like, well, this is worthless now. It's, it, you know, and they'll just throw it. They're like, <laughs> what's the away. point? And I'm like, you need that money to get food for your kids. But you're like, it's worthless. It's fucking, I had a thousand. 80 is shit. And you suddenly, you know what I mean? You get that attitude towards money. Because I had a million plus before, this feels like embarrassing. I'm like, fuck. It just fucking just seems like, it seems like coins in your car fucking thing. You know, the dip in the middle of the car, the... The dash? I'm just watching this. Uh, where are we? Because it, what did it close? Okay, so yesterday it closed. MSB it closed at five dollars eleven, and today it closed at five dollars eleven. So if you held all day and did nothing with it, you'd be at the exact same position. If you had gone all in on WGO, you'd be up by a few, like five ten percent. If you are, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. But if you ten percent on NEA, you'd yeah, be up and you throw let me that back in. Let me explain how this strategy fails because I've used to do that and I had Nova, which was Nova. Okay, so I, I was waiting for Miso to come back and I had my leverage. So I dropped into Nova, which was you're a gold stock. You're waiting for your wife to come home. My <laughs> wife would never come home, right? So I thought, okay, I'll go. I better cook myself. You know, I've got to survive. <laughs> so, so, so I fucking, I nipped out into Nova and I've been, I went all in on there. And the yep. serendipity of it, the lizards conspired to fuck me again. One year, we'd been waiting for the gold drilling for Nova, and it was to come out. I'd been waiting for a partnership deal for Miso for about 18 months. 
The exact moment that I bought Nova, I was sitting in there, they went into a trading halt. ASX questioned the trading halt and held it in fucking transition so I couldn't get the money out for two days. And that's when Miso dropped their fucking partner deal. <laughs> And it right. ran from it. So it ran from it. It ran. It ran from a dollar forty to three eighty. I managed to grab it at like three twenty, and it cost me hundreds of grand. And it was like I made. I made. T- 40 or something on Nova, but it was irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like these lizard people are everywhere. They're going to fuck you. Uh, This is why the only number you can focus on is the amount that your money increases every week, not the potential that what could have happened if you had done X or Y, because you never did that and you were never going to do that. This is a philosophical issue. This is determinism. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually a very smart theory, man, because if I was to reflect back and if I hadn't been so enamoured with my wife and had slept around with that hot secretary, I'd have a better life right now. You'd have a better life and your wife would respect you still. (laughs) Yeah, so right. Do you know what I mean? And I could have made a lot more money because if I wasn't so emotionally invested in Miso, I saw that it was going from 320 to 4 over and over again. I could have made that million by... Selling all out at four and then buying back in at 320. Selling all at four, buying back in at 320. Instead, I sat there and stared and just go, she's going to come good. She's a beautiful woman. She's a great dancer. She's a sweetheart. She's fucking your brother the whole time. She's she's a Sagittarius. She would never be fucking my brother. (laughs) Oh, fuck, dude. I tell you, I know this is all I ever talk about this pod, but like my whole equipment's fucked. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, fix it. <laughs> do, you, do you know? You know what I'm going to do now is the the scam that a mate used to do. I'm going to take the whole thing back. This guy used to do this. I, I don't think I've seen this in the pod. When he went on holiday, he would buy he he'd buy a camera, top of the line. Yeah. You go for seven days and then return it on the on the, the way back. So you always had the cutting edge technology. You go like la di da. It's such a maneuver. You buy a thousand dollar camera. You're on. Uh, Barbados Beach, like do do do, and then you upload the the SD card, and then you're like, take your piece of trash because I won't be coming back for another six months, and next time I'll get version nine. Do you know? You always Man, you know, that, the- that's there's an analogy in that too, I think, because like. I uh, I'm, I I like I like gadgets. I'm a big big gadget guy, and that you I could definitely do that. But even while you're saying that, the idea of me having the the camera and then not having it again, like it's a it's a loan. It's like I I, w- I want to know that I that I have it, which is pointless because I know I'm going to use the camera one fucking time. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. It's going to sit in a drawer forever. But for some reason, not having the camera, like. Make, it makes Dude, me it's, it's like it's Lord of the Rings. Come here, my precious. You need to have that. You need to have the ring. For, you know, you want. It's got nothing to do with the camera. It's trying to uh, fill the little void. You know, of your life, like. No, 100%, dude. This guy would be like that. He he was a sociopath, though. You know, like had spreadsheets for things. Do you know what he ran? Which what was you mean spreadsheets for what? Spreadsheets for girls. You know, monitoring them, <laughs> mapping things. Man, anyone who keeps he, a list of their sexual cons, uh, conquests is an absolute cra- dude, crazy person. And he had theories. He, he how many times he could pick up, and he would have different strategies. Uh-huh. And do you know, it running, just became. He, had he read the game? Was that his? No, he, but he, he had no. He had no emotional investment. It was just numbers and arbitrary. You know what I mean? He was running it like the Matrix. Just uh, you know, the, the the code, the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the ones and zeros, like. 
he had no connection with any of these people, but it was just like he was playing a simulator. But this guy, he had one of the great schemes that I saw, which was multiple. So this is one of his other flight things that worked. So he would get new cameras, but the best thing he ever did was, um, do you know how you get a flight and you get your frequent flyer points? He would then multi-claim on those within all the affiliate airlines. He would take the ticket and individually mail it to them and he would get points oh. across all seven and he had a bonanza of points. He, it worked. He basically yeah. said, hey, I haven't got credit with South African Airlines, fucking whatever, Cathay Pacific, Qantas, and they didn't cross-check at the point he was doing it, so he was like gaming it seven times up. Do you know what I mean? So you'd get 10,000 points and you'd get 70,000. Man, I knew a guy who, uh, who was running that scheme but with credit cards, so he'd have multiple credit cards and he'd be doing balance transfers for money that didn't exist from credit card to yeah. credit card and then like pay like paypaling himself or doing whatever getting the points and just rinsing it over and over and over again and yeah, was yeah, yeah, just totally. like living high on frequent flyer but, but miles you know what now. i like about these these things seem so clever but they're actually totally flawed because i think it's very clear when you claim that you have to tick a box that says that you haven't claimed elsewhere so yeah, it's, if you're going to commit fraud, it's pretty sad just to get a shitty economy, economy <laughs> flight to Singapore. I'm like, you're the dumbest fuckhead. Well, man, because it's, it's, it's the beautiful mind thing again. It's like if you took that same uh, the, the, the mental gymnastics you're doing to get around the credit card scheme so you can get more of your fucking altitude rewards points and get that kettle you've been saving up for because oh. your missus is on your ass, you, can, you, can, you can apply that to your actual life and probably leverage up and Dude. make some real money. 100% dude It's that housewife That plays You know All the, the The contest In the paper And the radio And they spend the whole day What's the secret sound Like with chip wrappers And dropping keys And like dude If you did that anyway You would be a success Like you're, you're, you, you, you clipped out Nine million articles And put them in a file I'm like you're a good worker. Like you can make money anywhere. You don't have to try. But uh, you can make money doing that. Hey, those uh, contests. I mean, you can make money doing them, but like, is it? It's not. It's do you want no, to, There's no reward. Do you want to know what my scam was? Which, which, when I was young, which dominated the local yeah, supermarket. If you purchase something, you got a uh, entry into the raffle. And I would go to all the stores and just grab all the raffle tickets and then I would spend days filling out my name, Andrew Wolf, Andrew Wolf, Andrew Wolf, Andrew Wolf. Like whenever I had those things, I would just game it and then put thousands of things in. I won two bikes, a saltwater <laughs> chlorinator. I won every place I won, dude. I, I, I won so many things and the worst one was, I think it was a bigger prize, but the store centre owner had clued up onto me and uh, it, it was a moment I ha- my parents had to be there because I was underage. So they're like, you have to be over 16. So I'd put it in my dad's name. Do you know what I mean? Because I wasn't allowed yeah. to enter the card. <laughs> and um, this fuckhead pulled it out. And I think it was for a big prize, a fridge or a TV. And he looked at it and then he, because um, they had seen me putting them in, he, he ripped up the note like I had won. <laughs> Man, I know I know people have run like online competitions for like marketing campaigns and stuff, and you talk to them when they're doing the the prize draw, and yeah. like people think they're being clever because they're like, oh, I put in like three hundred entries. I got like I've used different names but the same email, or I've used like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but man, you, like it, it, it prints out to a big 
spreadsheet and then you order it by name or email or whatever the th- like the fucking uh, verification yeah, 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 thing yeah. is and you go through and as soon as you see one where it's like 400 entries you just delete them all you're like you're not winning oh, yeah, fuck yeah, t- you I'm giving it to G- <laughs> Sally's getting it Sally entered once Sally see- Sally's engaged on our social media and I like Sally Sally's getting a $50 Coles voucher <laughs> <laughs> fuck you Sandra Dude, that-, <laughs> that was such a good move though like down at those shops man and I just wonder like why you're parents didn't intervene because they would see me in the lounge filling out thousands of coupons <laughs> do you know like, yeah, like I'm doing a paper you, round they were watching you doing that like a fucking bean the bean counter that you are and they're like oh yeah it's very very good very and good I'm writing these names in and then they're like oh I'm like I'm telling everyone I'm so lucky I'm so lucky come down I said I've got a real good feeling you're gonna win the bikes and it's like because I've been working because I've been working for weeks I'd been working for weeks, um, you know what I mean? Filling out these fucking forms and I could have just got a normal job and bought a bike. But that's also the tipping point for where those schemes, are. like, you know, if you're 14, 15 and you're filling out like 100 raffle tickets to win a bike, that makes perfect sense. But if you're like, if you're 25 and you're doing the same thing, it's like you needed to get a job a really long oh, time mate, ago or you a know hobby what, or you know what, anything. You know what the worst thing is these, these competitions? Because they had the paddle pop competition, which was when you could match the two pops to get like yeah. a four-wheel motorbike and this shit. And we did window washing. We used to go down at the shops and you would – the best way is you wash those windows when the car's parked. And often you would end up just saying, look, can you pay me up front? I just need to get some food as well. And then you just run off. Like you didn't even do the window. <laughs> like we did that a bit. <laughs> but you made so much money. I remember like walking and my pants were falling down because you had so many coins. But the thing was, because we were dickheads, we invested it all into paddle pops. And I remember, <laughs> basically, I remember st- st- standing over a bin, binning the ice creams, just pulling the sticks out like they're scratching winds. Because we hated the ice cream. No, look, a guy matched it and it was a four-wheel motorbike. Uh, the problem was that once it had been claimed, that was it. There were multiple winners. So they said, oh. sorry, that's already gone. They said like that's that's expired. Do you know what I mean? Like or it would be it was too late. But we never won. We won shit like the, the main thing we won was a free paddle pop. And we're like, oh for fuck's sake, <laughs> another fucking paddle pop. We hate it. Are you noticing? Are you noticing any patterns and trends in your life? Are you are you not seeing this? Are you not seeing, man, how these all follow each other and lead into your current financial position? Do, do you love that? <laughs> Do you love this idea though? Like you made money window washing, but then you could have had a great time. We could have gone down. Do you know we could have spent it, but we invested into another scheme. Do you know into paddle pops? You already already had a scheme. Your scheme was the window washing, and you were like, "Now what if we have a second scheme?" Like this is like the heist within a heist movie, dude. I'll tell you that heist happened because we had that Hillary's at a waterside park and I would hang out the front and you could get the, 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 the bands that they put on and then I would, I would fiddle around and get the band back on me and if you went like 20 times you became a life member and then you could get free waterside forever. I didn't understand like I can get in anyway because I can grab it. So I used to go down there all the, all the time and I hated the slides and the problem was 
I eventually got the coupon and never went back again because I'm fucking sick of it because it's just two slides down a pipe and I was like, this is so fucking boring. And they knew that once you hit 20 times and I was never paid, but I just eventually got obsessed about getting this VIP for these pipes. And when I got it, I don't think I ever went back, man. You don't have a good, uh, like you don't have good sight for what, uh, for the true value of the th- of a thing you have no sight for the true value of the thing you you just get lo- locked in on a- acquiring the thing it doesn't matter what it means to you yeah, if yeah, it's yeah, money yeah. or like, vouchers dude, or you, whatever you talk you talk as if this is unique to me you've just indicted yourself with gimmick you know like uh gadgets you're the exact same you just you know like you just well, want to own it right yeah but i do want to use the gadget you know like i'm not going out and like buying the gadget that i don't want to use it, like <laughs> I'm not, you're not, you're not off. Like this oh, is dude, part of the I human can't... condition, but like you've, you've gone an extra step where it's not even like, it's, it's not even about the, it's not about the money or anything. It's just about MSB. It's not about the, it's not about the paddle pops. It's about like, <laughs> like you don't even want the quad bike. Mate, I, I've actually, I've actually realized you've picked apart the whole story. There's a whole story I way before working, man, because we had all sorts of things going on. Like the one thing that we did, which I remember was, uh, Fuck, man, there's so many things I've done. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. what was the thing? <laughs> a million scams. Dude, we've run a hundred scams. I was like, what the fuck? I was just suddenly remembering the which was um, we went one year. It was all you could drink and there were VIP tents and um, you got free, free food and drink and it was VIP drinking. We couldn't get tickets. So then me and a mate, like we basically counterfeited yeah. the ticket. We, we created a mirror, a perfect copy. I, I, got, I got the exact tags. We printed it all. We matched it. And we got like 30 people in. I think tickets were hundreds of dollars. And we were in there and it was just the, one of the great days of my life. Do you know what I mean? Because it was, we were, there were too many people in there. Drinks were running out. And there was just, we had just basically, we were selling them to other people. And people were coming in and it was just VIP tents. But then there was hordes of these fucking low class young fuckheads that were alcoholics just running around, running maniac. And because they're so excited, just fucking blacking out, passing out. And we all had these dodgy looking ones that eventually sort of running. Do you know, because they weren't, they weren't proper. But we were in there, dude. We got it in. I fucking did that. We did that that's heist. A great scam. But that's not no, a big deal. <laughs> no, that's not a big a deal. Scam. It's a really good scam. Do, do, do you know what? The, the best one of all time for tickets was um, at uni where they had those events where they would use coupon yeah. system. And I, uh, I, I went to Officeworks and bought every type of coupon because I knew that was the only option <laughs> for tickets for yeah. free drinks. So then when I arrived at a party, I would have a bag <laughs> of, filled with every single scenario. And then I'd go, what are they using? What are they using? And I had rolls of thousands of drinks. And then I would just wander around going like, just to pretty girls and mates and go like, here, here's 400 (laughs) drink coupons. And then it would always end badly because you realized that it was nasty because at the end of the night when they were reconciling and there were people at the the voucher (laughs) yelling, Angrily, because do you know they like they go they go we don't know sh- what's happened like, like there's the no drinks left. Like the bar manager's come over and he's like, what are these? And he's just holding up thousands of bright orange stubs. Yeah, yeah, th- thousands of tickets. And at the end of the night, they would have gone, well, we've been <laughs> fucked because we put out a thousand tickets and there's two thousand tickets are now lying around. <laughs> Fuck. And like, oh well, we're fucking. Suppose we shouldn't have gone to fucking office works and bought accessible tickets and then I, I felt morally like look that it was um 
you know, at the end of the day, people were drinking too much. It wasn't a big deal. And I felt like, did I actually do anything wrong? I produced the exact same tickets that's that true. handed that's out. True. It's really not your fault at all and you can't be blamed for any of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm saying, look, it wasn't good stuff. And that stuff's probably on the nose. Uh, that was when I was young and reckless. I, don't, I, I, I think as I got older, I didn't do shit like that. I think everyone when they were young did little shit yeah, like that. Yeah, of course. Don't you yeah, think? of course. But then you turn your like you turn your attention elsewhere, and you do you, you do the same things in more convoluted ways. You know, like it's uh, it's a big roundabout way. Like you know, you're playing with someone's uh, someone's heart, or you're playing with someone's finances, or whatever. You're re- you're destroying a business <laughs> or a marriage. <laughs> Oh mate, do you know what the one the one thing I ever uh, w- which I loved was at a bar, I managed to get the um, the, you know the service lift key. Yes, I don't know how it happened. One night I was there and they had VIP stuff above. I hit this box, a key came out, and I worked out. It was almost like a video game. <laughs> then I went and tried to work out what it opened <laughs> around the bar. And I found it opened the service lift and you could fit in there because they would put drinks and dishes up and down. So I was then able to get all my mates in. You'd have a key, you'd unlock it, and then you'd go inside where there should be food and dishes and then you'd pop up at the top where there's VIP drinks. And I, when I left, I gave it to a guy because we used to go there every week. It was free drinks. That's, that's, a, fucking, that's a crazy person move. <laughs> So you you're just burying people up imagine and down that, this, like, uh, what is it? Dude, imagine, imagine, imagine how how risky it was because y- you know how they do like uh, uh, waste disposal and stuff? Like you didn't even know what that lift was, like, right? So you just, Like the bottom of it drops out and you're getting mulched up in a machine. You realise <laughs> it's, it's, it's how they crush boxes <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, oh, I'm so clever. I've got keys. And go, why is this lift going down? I'm like, I'm getting box packed. I'm getting stacked in with fucking boxes. I go, fuck it, I'm fucked. Do you, know, you just assume, oh, this will this will end well. Let me go in a service lift that's like the size of a human being and just see where it where it ends. Yeah, up. Did you did you at any point think while you were in the service lift, like, did you have those moments, like those thoughts? No, dude, I knew, I knew, I knew that it was to um, bring dishes down. Do you know, just logically? Uh, yeah, of course, of course, logically, you know that. But like, isn't there that? I mean, this is the problem: is you're so risk averse. It's because, like, I, I guess if I found a key for a, like a dumb waiter, like logically, I know what's going to happen to it. But there's that part of me that thinks, like, what if this is some kind of dumb waiter where the bottom drops out and you get like put into a glass breaking machine? Oh, totally, dude. I never thought of. I never thought of that. I just, uh, I thought, how cool is this? <laughs> you don't even think like you could be in the dumb waiter and come out and just a Maori bouncer's there that just annihilates you. <laughs> yeah, not even that far forward. Not even the threat of other people. Just get in the lift. We used to sneak into bars all the time and in Australia, like they don't do anything to you. And that was the big wake up call of where you can get fucked up because in the Greek islands or something, I snuck into a bar because they wouldn't let me in climbing a tree, like on the branch. I, I, I you know, it was an outdoor thing, like a night and I dropped in and these fuckers did not fuck around. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're not friendly. You, 
You know here, you know here, they would just be like, "All right, mate, you've had too much to drink. Yeah, you yeah. got to fuck off." Yeah. They took me in a back area, a back area, and started fucking laying into me. Really? You know, like throwing punches. <laughs> and then I realized I'm in a different country. Like they now feel like they can just fucking. But they basically were punching me in the head, and I was like, "Fuck!" Because I was so soft in Perth. They would basically walk you out and go, "Oh, you rap scallion, don't do that again." But over there, they're like. They fuck you up. I had that moment uh, at a Toronto nightclub where, like, I basically just wandered into this place and, I, like, I pitched this guy running, like, dubstep nights. Uh, and he, like, gave, <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. gave me Thursday nights. And so we started we started running him. And then maybe after, like, a month or so, I met this other promoter who was like, man, do you know who that guy is? No. And he, like, showed me these news articles. And it's like, the dude's, it's like, the dude. And then... <laughs> <laughs> the people he used to run an, another venue with back in the day and how they're in prison for like kidnapping and firearms oh trafficking. Oh my God, and like, the, I, I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, th- this guy's last club got shut down after they found like a girl dead behind the speakers. And I was like, oh. Holy and I'm fuck. just like sitting in a basement room with this guy. Like, yeah, I'd love to put a show on. <laughs> Dude, that's what is so funny. Like when, you, when you're drunk, that's always the peril, man, that you run into like the, the mafia types because you, you end up fucked up. Do you know that's always my big fear? Blackout, a normal civilian, you're going to be all right. But running in, the one time I had that is I ran into um, uh, dealing with like uh, d- the dark arts and the dangerous types. I ran into uh, a guy linked up with the main drug dealer out here. So okay. I had I had a verbal exchange with one of his guys, and he was with his wife, and I um he ended up humiliating me. He said something to me, and I um. Uh, you know, he, we left it and I walked off with my mates, but I was so pissed off. Do you know what I mean? Because it was like, fuck off, just leave it, mate. So I walked off with my mates like a few hundred metres off and then I thought, fuck it, I can't let this be. And I ran back with, I had pizza, I had a pizza in my hand and they were walking off and I, I, I went about a metre behind him and threw the pizza <laughs> into the back of his head and it exploded and I saw him turning around and then I just ran. I just ran. Do you know, I just ran into the night and I didn't stop. Do you know what I mean? I just ran and ran and ran, but I was laughing. Do you know what I mean? Like I got him, but he, you know, I didn't, I didn't pursue it or make it a fight. I just had that moment as his girlfriend looked over and just saw a fucking pizza exploding on the back of his head and I, I rolled it all on him. Fuck, man. <laughs> why, why? I rolled it all, dude. And this was a guy that would fucking destroy you. But uh, you know what I mean? So I suppose like my risk profile is none because <laughs> that could have got me killed. Yeah. Yeah. You need to recognize your mental state and make changes to your physical actions based on your dude, recognition you, you of know, you, you know in your head like how good that is? Like to be at a moment where you've been uh, humiliated and then to just roll it all but you're still actually a coward because you basically cowardly <laughs> ran up. <laughs> you said you coward pizza. To- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, that is and, not and a brave I mean? move and, at all. That's not a big boy move. That's a small boy move. That, that's a coward punch. I ran up, threw pizza in his head and then sprinted off crying. <laughs> it's the weakest, <laughs> wimpiest move ever. But it's yeah. all I had, dude. And I felt proud of it. His friends weren't like, oh, he got you. <laughs> They were like, what a dude, weak you know, dog. <laughs> dude, yeah, you know what would have been funny? It, for me, it was a big impact. He probably would have just wiped the back of his head and thought like, oh, what a, what a loser. <laughs> he couldn't even stand up for himself. Do you know what I mean? Like one of those nerdy kids that finally goes, stop. 
I don't like that. And everyone just burst into laughter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When they're getting bullied. Yeah, Stop. Yeah. That's enough. And then all the bullies are howling on the ground. And <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Except you've somehow found a way to be both the bully and the weak nerd. At the Dude, time. you're the weak guy. Do you know like when the nerd gets in the karate kid pose and then the bullies d- would drop to the ground and laugh and think you're <laughs> fucked forever now, son? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, stop, I don't like that. And he's doing like the, the, the prey man, mantis. <laughs> Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by put contracts. Holding 15 overexposed bad positions Looming threat of liquidation Everybody wants to rule the world And that's it for this week's edition of the Sure Thing Podcast. Coming up next, 30 minutes of a man complaining about his botched circumcision and at 9.30 the season finale of The Greatest Race where we find out if the Jews have what it takes to defeat the Spanish.